0: Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughan, and you're listening to Chris's Comics.
1: Welcome to Chris's Comics. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comic books. With me, as always, is Punk Rock Pirate Time Lord, Mister J. Bidet. I mean, I'm not exactly with you. Just in case, Pretty Patel is
0: listening. I'm not with you right now. I'm on at least nine to ten miles away, doing this from my living room.
1: We have a fantastic show in store for you tonight, dear listeners. It's our annual awards ceremony. Yes, it's that time of year again, it's Chris's Comics, Best Of 2020. So it's the episode where me and JB take stock of the books we've read this year and decide what's hot and what's not. Uh, and unfortunately this year, as we've previously mentioned, we're not in the same room, things are a little different due to Rona, and uh, we're not drinking and getting merry together as usual. Uh you know, in the UK, household mixing is still banned, so Christmas presents, exchanges are going to have to wait till the new year, or whenever the Definitely. rules are changed. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't have some fun, because let me tell you, we have a very shocking and controversial show this year. <laughs> St- stuff even you, JB, are unaware of what has happened. Oh, okay. Revelations right. that will be revealed in due course, so stay Avoid tuned now. in. Um, so for anyone who isn't familiar with Chris's Comics Best Of, I'll explain how it all works. So I've come up with various categories, like Best Comic Book of the Year, Worst Comic Book of the Year, Best Artist, etc. And JB and I have nominated our picks and have yet to discuss them with each other. Um, uh, we'll all, so what we'll do is we'll go through them one by one, talk about who or what we've picked and why, and then we'll also shout out to all of our lovely Instagram followers who have told us their picks for the year and discuss those. Um, And then ultimately, after JB and I have discussed our picks for the year, I will then consult the public vote and see who you, dear listeners, have chosen as your winner. Well, yeah, I've been posting polls on the Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast, where you get to pick who wins. But I do want to make a disclaimer and a polite request to you, JB. Mm -hmm. So this isn't the nerdies, okay? So, here on Chris's Comics, it doesn't work the same.
0: <laughs> I know what you're going to
1: say. We don't argue amongst ourselves and plead the best case for a winner. We discuss our choices openly and honestly. <laughs> and we don't criticise and try to point score. It's not about pulling apart your other, the other person's choice for the sake of it. We're going to be talking about what we loved um, and why we loved it, or what we hated and why we hated it not why the other person's choice is wrong and yours is better. Because none of that matters anyway, because okay. the public chooses the winner. So, <laughs> we're a democracy well, I, I, here on this Christmas This sounds Comics. like this is
0: coming from... There's two things here. One, I thought you were... This sounds like it's coming from somewhere like deep within you, from you're still reeling from last year, where I feel like at every nomination of yours, I just held you down and beat you to a bloody pulp until. a wild...
1: I'm just sick of you arguing with me about everything... <laughs> This is going to be are... our safe space where we can just have a loving. At the end of the day, it's not—it's not how loud your voice is. It's all C- subjective. I put... <laughs> There's no right yeah. or wrong answers. You know, if you enjoyed Batgirl this year, then good for you. You're wrong, but that's your prerogative to be wrong. I'm—I'm I'm you know.
0: sick of you always arguing with me. Coming from the man who, whilst I've been trying to get myself in the mood for Christmas and posting my favorite <laughs> Christmas songs
1: has been commenting under them this one sucks or there's a better version than this well, I mean that is really just the foundations of our relationship to be argumentative isn't it, it is
0: and two I thought you were actually gonna say the one rule you wanted was no party poppers so no one crashes the car
1: that that is also a rule so those are the two rules no. No dirty fighting uh, and no party poppers. So if you came here for Fisty Cuffs, you came to the wrong show, uh, go watch the <coughs> Nerdies in the New Year. <laughs> it's all peace and love on yeah. this show. You know, we've had enough animosity as it is in 2020. Let's Yes, uh, that's true. Let's have some fun. Uh, and also, okay. before we get started, I think we have like one or two of the same like head-to-head choices from last year. <laughs> I think like maybe like best comic book writer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think there's a few, but I, my, my first thing I would put forward because uh, would be if you do notice any repetitions, bear in mind that for about four months of this year, no comics came out. Yes. Yeah, so there wasn't really it, like not many. I think a lot of new runs got put aside and put off, or maybe didn't even yeah. get published at all. Yeah. So it was about continuous runs, staying strong. And I think that's a, 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 it's just a symptom of 2020
1: that. Basically. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Uh d- 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 so I got I got distracted by <laughs> Ryan Horn. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Horn. D- He's just completely derailed the podcast by sending me a DM on Instagram. He um he commented on my uh my new home alone long sleeve and said how much he loved it. Have you seen it? It's on my store. Yeah, dude, it looks sick. It looks sick. It's fucking sick. I wore it to work today. Um so, I can edit this, can't I? Or I'm not meant to edit it if we're recording at the same time. It's going to be a fucking nightmare to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Kind so. of. Or is but it because it's then, fine. Like, if I import the more you your, talk about it, the more, more you're talk about this, to edit the worse it out. It gets. But yeah, so fuck it off. Home Alone <laughs> is
0: sick. Your jumper was sick. The listeners all agree. Let's get into it. <laughs>
1: let's get into it. Enough housekeeping and uh, hashtag. I digress. So let's kick. Kin- <laughs> <laughs> it's going well already. Let's, let's get. Kinky. I'm not even. You know what? I'm not even drinking this year. I'm on sparkling water. So well, it's the bubbles, mate. What are you drinking?
0: Um, I'm having a, a Hop House Lager.
1: Nice. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I've taken a. I've taken a real likening to sparkling water at the moment. I don't know why. It's kind of like my naughty drink because oh. I drink normal water in the day. And then I get home tastes, and I crack out the spark, and I'm like, oh, "Oh yes,
0: it tastes like TV distortion."
1: <laughs> I also just noticed I caught myself sniffing. Then uh, I know how oh, much the Field about. Mouse hates my sniffing and lip smacking, so I'll make sure I do extra <laughs> amounts of that for just for him because <laughs> I know he's going to listen to this episode because we're going to oh, yeah, we're going to talk about him, and Field Mouse just loves hearing people talk about him so who doesn't know he won't i know yeah to be honest that's the only reason why i listen to skeleton crew podcasts you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not... for the flat earthing
1: <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when we get talked about on that show it really does make my day i know i'm far too earnest for them and they just rip the piss out of us and make things up <laughs> but it really does amuse me when they talk about us and I think they're pissed off that we don't talk about them enough. So maybe that could be I our New think... Year's resolution.
0: Talk about them more. So... Yeah, well New Year's resolution, we're gonna talk about Skeleton Crew and uh Nurkle Underground a lot more and but also gonna come up with more, you know, outrageous stories about them that aren't true.
1: Yeah, because that Jay Leal's a Mormon one didn't even phase him. He was like, Well, that doesn't make any sense. Mormons aren't even a thing over there, are they? <laughs>
0: They, that, that's what, I don't know if in, in Texas, wherever they are. Tennessee. It's the same thing.
1: <laughs> so, here we go. Chris's Comics Best of 2020. Let's kick things off with the first category. It's a big one. It's the best comic book series. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about everybody else's choices. Who's commented in yep. on the Instagram page. And then we'll announce ours, and then we'll discuss ours, and then we'll announce the winner. How's that sound? Oh, fine. Fine, Danny. Sounds. So, Graham Kiniston, former guest of the pod, he has chosen Deceased Dead Planet as his choice,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I thought was fair choice, very enjoyable book. Um, He said, even just for that Mary Marvel moment alone, uh john who is on instagram at lost in these stories said ice cream man which i heard good things about didn't read it myself
0: we never yeah we 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 laughed when we heard about it years ago it coming out ice cream man because it came out i think it was coming out the same week as weatherman and me and you were just like have they just ran out of like superheroes this yeah. sounds shit. And then uh, I ended up reading The Weatherman and uh, Ice Cream Man is critically acclaimed and probably will be something I pick up at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one I'll get round to just because of the uh, fuss that's been made of it this year. Mm -hmm. So, former guest of the pod, Lee Christian, has chose Immortal Hulk as his book of the year. Now, I've not been reading that. I know you have, man.
0: Oh, did you drop off it?
1: I only read up to... um, maybe issue five it was the one where the, the oh, is yeah, sold out off. straight away and i just couldn't get an issue of the next of the next issue so i was like oh i'll trade weight it then you know i couldn't be asked paying like spec speculate a price on ebay it was one of them where yeah. like it sold out straight away and i was just like nah i'll just trade wait but i will catch up eventually um do, do, i mean do you want to comment on immortal hulk
0: um, I, w- I say, like, it's a strong comic, but I feel this year, like, if, if, if you were to pretend like each year is a series, as it were, I would have said this has been its weakest year. Like, I think if you're a hardcore Hulk fan, there's been revelations and stuff which might be like, oh my goodness, but as someone who's kind of like a surface level Hulk fan, there's things that have, those same things to me are like, huh? What? Mm. I, you know, it's getting a little too deep. And I've, I've had to Google stuff and go, wait, I don't, get, I don't get the prevalence of this. And even it's, I think it's quite a word because it's had to like explain stuff like exposition wise. And it's done in the best possible way, but it's just got a little away from me, but I can totally understand why that would be someone else's uh, main course.
1: Yeah, you're still picking it up, yeah?
0: Oh yeah, I still pick it up. It's still hot, highly entertaining. The art's great. Um, And those moments I talk about, when they happen, it doesn't ruin the book. It's just, it's a little irritating, but I put it down to, you've got to learn these things sometime when you're reading.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, unless you start from the very, very beginning with everything, there's eventually going to be something that pops up in a book where you're like, I'm not familiar with that, you know, I haven't haven't read that storyline before. So, Um, yeah, so Field Mouse, he chose Daredevil.
0: Oh, he is a man of a great taste.
1: And great taste. Abby has chosen um, a comic called The Weirn Books. That's W-E-I-R-N. How do you pronounce that, JV? I
0: think you said it right.
1: Weirn. Wean. Wean. We- yeah yeah
0: it's just weird, but with
1: an n we the way books from yen press um and that was um it was pretty much just like a one volume thing that they brought out, um mm-hmm. they had a free comic book day issue, um which was like a a little preview from from the volume one um and that instantly got Abby hooked, she bought like the book on Amazon like the next day, so. That that worked for her. I didn't read it myself past the free comic book day issue. It was really good, um, lovely art, like a you know like a cutesy indie book. So she loved you it. You might have
0: shown me it. I have a weird feeling you showed me that.
1: Yeah, it was it was really interesting. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like Spirited Away, you know the, the aesthetics of it. Hmm. So uh, let's talk let's talk about our picks then. Do you want to go first? Okay.
0: Well, it's already been it's already been uh, said by one of the greatest comic book minds of our time, uh, Daredevil. Field Mouse has nailed it on the head. But it's it's such a good good run um, that I bought for my entire band's birthday this year because that my band has two of their birthdays within the same week, and then the next one's a month later. So, Damn, that, I, I, that's expensive.
1: I, I, that's like, I have Abby's and Aiden's birthday within two days of each other. And then our, my and Abby's anniversary the same week. Uh, so it's, oh, man. It, and then Annabelle's birthday the following week. <laughs> it's very expensive.
0: Well, that that's what I mean. So I bought, I decided to get them all Daredevil Volume 1 of this run. Uh, because I just knew they all like Spider-Man. They've all shown quite interest in Daredevil. And each one of them has traded and just bought each trade again and again, and then they keep messaging me going, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one coming out? Because it is like motherfucking crack cocaine. There's something ha- so well written that Ch- Chip Zdarsky has done that it's gritty, but without without being too gritty. It still has charisma and a sense of humour. Uh, it is He's finding new and interesting ways to have Daredevil, have ethical issues without treading on the toes of previous stories or writers or anything like that. He's doing things like which sort of pay fan service, but the kind of fan service that you want... I know when Mouse hates fan service, he says it's often thrown in there at the cost of a story. Uh -uh. Uh-uh, Sadarsky does not do that. And I just don't know where it's going to go. That's the great thing about this. It's, It's so well written that... I don't know when I'm reading it where it's going to go in a very, very good way. Not because it's poorly written; it's just highly unpredictable. And it's not because, like, at any moment, Iron Man might swoop in and do this, or fucking Captain Marvel might come in and do this. It's nothing like that. It's so grounded, like the show, and I think that's what makes it what gets. That's what gets me annoyed about. I will talk about my worst comic later, where you've got so much more potential, and the lazy writing comes in. It, he's so more grounded he's got so many borders to he has to deal with so many more rules about the law of the character and what he can and can't do and he he paints an, a, a picture and a story writes a story with it's almost like those rules don't matter they weren't even a problem to him it's it's just fantastic and very very entertaining and the best daredevil written for
1: quite some time i imagine yeah man um I only read, like, a couple of issues of it, dipped in and out. Like, I, I picked up the f- issue one and then didn't pick up the second for some reason, not not because it wasn't good. I think I was just p- p- pulling a lot of stuff at the time. And, again, I was like, oh, will trade weight on it, you know. Um, but what I have read has been very, very good and not what I expected from Chip Zdarsky either. You know, like, um, he seems to be a chameleon. You know, when it comes to his writing, he's, like, the, he's he's the David Bowie of the comic world. He's he wrote a really good Fantastic Four book. Um, what was it called? Two in Two in One? Is that the title? I don't know, but it was like a recent one. Yeah, yeah, Two in One, um, and it was really like really good and heartfelt, and like tied up a lot of loose ends uh, because obviously the Fantastic Four have had so many loose ends dangling for many years now. <laughs> Um <laughs> and he he did such a good job in handling all those emotional beats and tying up those plot threads. Um but he's he's also like he's a funny guy. You know, like you um you only have to read like uh you know, he he's on sex criminals as the artist, but I'm sure he collaborates in sexual. Oh script he definitely as has well. the words in the writing. Um, you know, he's done yeah. um other stuff like I think he did Friendly Neighbourhood Spider Man as well. But I've always thought he's got a very light tone to his writing. So when I heard he was announced on Daredevil, I was very intrigued. I was like, he's either going to fuck this up royally or he's going to do something special. And he did the latter, you know. <laughs> um, mm. It's also really accessible, I think, to new readers that aren't that familiar with Daredevil. Like you said, maybe with Immortal Hulk, it can get a bit bogged down in sort of uh, past Continuity and a bit of backstory on characters and and plot points, but from what I've seen in this Daredevil run, it seems pretty accessible to a new reader, um, yeah, and obviously yeah, it's, I... it's 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 uh, it's working for old readers that have that knowledge because Fear Mouse loves it, you know. So it's it's hitting it's hitting both points there.
0: Yeah, the the most like the the most obscure thing that's happened. Um... Is Typhoid Murray showed up randomly, and I just had I, I was like, I don't remember, I don't know who this is. I'm not really sure. But you know is her from the TV good? show. Was she in the TV show?
1: Yeah, yeah, she's the schizophrenic in season three.
0: Oh, is that is that meant to be Typhoid Murray? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never got that. No, I never got that from right. Well. Maybe that's why I was like, hmm, I don't really... But it, it doesn't really matter. She just uses a bit of a, a plot device, but it makes sense just going off a previous story. And uh, I'd like, I think I had one band member message me go, who the fuck is Typhoid Murray? And then that's it. It's not really been... There's been nothing like that. And to get through so many issues and be delving into really who Daredevil is and what Daredevil is and, and only have that pop up and that be an issue he's it's, it's, it's a very good writer he's just a very good writer and I think Daredevil is a fantastic show of w- why he's a very good writer plus the artwork is fucking kick ass
1: is that uh, Marco Cicchetto that does the art
0: Marco Cicchetto does a majority of the art it seems to switch every mm. so often um like, randomly, you can have one month where it's someone completely different, whether he's not available. And Mark Ciccetto is definitely doing the he's doing the covers at the moment. Um, I think someone else is doing the actual artwork, but they're copying Mark Cic- Ciccetto. Like, I only knew it wasn't Ciccetto because I have him on Instagram, and he more or less, like, went, oh, this is my cover. Sorry, I'm still not doing the artwork for the whole book. But it's it's not, like, jarring. It's not, like, a massive yeah. change. It's, it's, it's not like it,
1: what we've seen in Miles Morales.
0: In Miles Morales, oh, oh yeah, don't
1: get me started on yeah. that. Well, or, we will um, we'll talk about that in a bit.
0: <laughs> there's a Captain Marvel uh, trade you can buy. I think it's higher, further, faster, and th- I don't know what happens in the last two issues. They just went from they completely changed artists. I mean, like from someone who draws quite detailed and realistic looking to like sketch scatty drawings and like I abstract, I was reading, Yeah. Yeah, and I remember just going, is this going to represent like, how high she is right now or something? <laughs> what What is going on? And it, it throws you off. But yeah, that for me and for Fieldmouse and for many people out there, it will be Daredevil yeah, for it, a second year in It a row. seems
1: like a, a really exciting book, man. I mean, from the stuff that you tell me about it every now and again, I'm just like, wow, that, that sounds really cool. Like, you know, the whole um, him wearing the Punisher shirt thing. And then, yeah. like, you've got Spider-Man turning up and, like, being all badass with him. And then this new stuff with, like, Elektra being Daredevil. Um, yeah. You know, like, I mean, spoiler alert for people that haven't read it, I don't really mind, but can you tell me a bit about what is going on there at the moment?
0: Um, so, for reasons that are too complex to get into, Daredevil looks like he's going to jail. Because
1: um, he's revealed is elect- he's, he's Revealed himself? Not, hasn't no,
0: no, he? he's not revealed himself. He he's made a he, he's made a good argument as Matt Murdock the lawyer um, that Daredevil and many other um, heroes have had to testify in court as themselves. So he went. It only serves a purpose that if you can testify as Daredevil, you can be tried as Daredevil and not have your your identity revealed. <laughs> right. Otherwise, it unwinds all the work of all the other arrests, and the courts agreed. Yes, you are now being tried then as devil vigilante. And he gets to keep his mask on in, in jail and all sorts. That's um, fucking nuts. Um, but Electra is trying to convince him that the hand are coming back and that he needs to help. And he just doesn't trust her. And she's like, how can I get you to trust me? And she does some things, but it's very like a cheap, like how a, a, a stepdad would try and win over a son. Stepson, you know, some you know buys all the presents, all the cheap ways you can feign being nice. And he's like, "You've done nothing." He says, "You think you do nice things, but they're not nice. It's just cheap." You've I've got to t- see your heart's in the right place. So she's like, "Gone, all right." Then behind his back, he doesn't know she's now Daredevil and doing his work while he's right. in jail protecting his. City. And she's got a so
1: kick-ass costume as well.
0: It, she has got a kick-ass costume. I've
1: seen all them covers. That issue sold out straight away. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I and what really annoyed me was like I saw it coming because like I said I've got him on Instagram and I was like I've got to remember to pre-order that, I've got to remember. And then after it came out, there's loads of people posting like, "Whoa, look at this!" And I was like, "I've got to remember to I'll order that on my lunch." I just never did. I ended up yeah, I, I ordered it like a few days later, sold out, but found somewhere and yeah, I, yeah, I paid twenty quid for it, but I, I'm I I'm willing to do that because I love this. I've done so well with this run. And I think I did well with some money that that week anyway. I think I was up on a few things, so I, I thought fuck it, that's where the extra <laughs> spending can well, go. Well you're up
1: you're up now on your uh, comic book stock market anyway oh, after uh, that fucking Ironheart show was announced. You've I got, oh, you've got two word. issues uh, of the first appearance, haven't you? <laughs> Mate, just get <laughs> the Miami show announced Iron Man seven or something. <laughs> Iron Man issue seven, yeah, In- and I've got it, two of Was them. it Invincible Iron Man Seven?
0: Uh, yeah, it's Invincible Iron Man. Yeah,
1: because that was when, it was the new run of books after Secret Wars, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you've got that copy with the, uh, was, it, was it that, was the Avengers running the one with the Iron Man clicking finger? It was around, I feel like it was around that time.
1: What? no, 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 it was the relaunch of, after Secret Wars, right?
0: Yeah, 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 but I thought, like, because they, they relaunched everything, and I thought one of the things they relaunched was, like, Avengers, and you picked up that one with Iron Man holding the gauntlet on the
1: cover. Oh, no, that's, that's like years worth... old, that one, man. Oh, is it? For... Yeah, that's, oh, like, uh, it's framed right in front of me, hang on. Uh, that was, like, 2011, that.
0: Oh, shit, really? For yeah. How that feels. Um, wow. No, that,
1: and I actually picked up all those Invincible Iron Man books. Um, up until the issue before that or that, that issue itself because I yeah. was just like uh, it's okay I'm going to drop this book though and then I didn't get issue 7 <laughs> so obviously I'm kicking myself because that's like you know a dead expensive book now isn't it because it's uh, Ree mm. Williams' first appearance but you are <laughs> sat there with two issues <laughs> you greedy son of a bitch <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, I've, we've gone off track. I've forgotten how we got yeah. there. Now
0: hashtag I digress. But um, yeah, Daredevil, my nomination. What's your nomination?
1: My nomination for comic book series of 2020 is Injustice Year Zero by Tom Taylor, uh, written by Tom Taylor and art by Cian Tormey. That's spelt like C I A N Tormey. T O R M E Y.
0: I think. Do you not just pronounce it Sean? Sure? It's just another way of oh.
1: it's. it's oh, just is another it another way of spelling? Is it like Sean. Irish? It sounds Irish, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that like Ryan Johnson? Is like a fancy way. It's like it's like that, but it's really like Ryan
1: Johnson. But you yeah. go Rian
0: because what? of the Irish, but it's like Sean, but Sean really.
1: Sean Tomei. Sean. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this book like there was a real hype, real buzz behind this one because, you know, Tom Taylor, he's a bit of a prick tease online. And um, <laughs> he was he was announcing this thing for ages, wasn't he? He was, like, posting dead cryptic things on his Instagram. Oh,
0: yeah. I I forgot all about this. He was doing, like, a countdown, and you were sending yeah. me all and the we, messages. We were, we were going... like,
1: fucking Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny <laughs> with that board. Like, that's what this means. And this letter means that. And you were, like, but, no, it's turned Round. It's a Z. And I was, like, oh, my God, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? And we were, like, hanging on Tom Taylor's every every breath every moment on on this announcement and it i can say it did not disappoint um it completely just just it blew for me it blew everything else out of the water um it's one of the best concepts i've ever read in comic books you know i loved the injustice books from what i've read so far um and this is like a prequel to that obviously you know hence the name um but if there's one thing I love, JB, and you know this, I love the JSA, and that's you what we're do. getting. This, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, really? Hey. See, oh, really? I was just going, oh, oh, really? Because I like, I you convinced me to read Injustice. I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it's something about the game or whatever. But you, like Tom Taylor, motherfucker, you were wanking and going like, "Oh, I love Tom Taylor." So I picked up one, and it's one of those rare trades where. I immediately ordered two. And when I got two and finished that, I immediately ordered three. I think I've done up to four. And then COVID really went into the height of its powers. And I had to pull back on frivolous spends and I haven't done any more. I totally forgot until you said then that I was reading that. So I'm probably like on payday. Eve doesn't listen to this. I'll probably truncler <laughs> a, load, a
1: load of these. Bootler that shit, man bootler order that shit to your work (laughs) (laughs) i always do stick it right in the boot of your car no one left i
0: think the problem is she when she when she met me we would go to the comic book shop and she met me at the height of secret wars so (laughs) she's like
1: she must be used to your spending on comics by now
0: well yeah but i think she's got a wrong idea so she used to come with me and while she's getting like eight pounds on comics i was spending Sixty pounds a week on comics because I was getting like loads of Secret Wars shit, loads of indie shit. I pick up a trade while I'm there. I was just like, you know, fuck it. I've, I've, <laughs> You're I've, living I go, the I,
1: fucking dream, man.
0: I was, I was living the dream, and then I have calmed down. It literally came up the other the other day. We were talking about what we're saving for and stuff, and she went, "You've got to feel, you know, look at things where you've got to pull back on." I went, are you referring to the comics again? <laughs> I went, how much do you think I spend on comics? And she went, I don't know, but I just feel like you get a lot. I was like, 10 quid? I went, I spent 10 quid a week on comics. You still think I spend 60, don't you? And she was like, I was like, think about it. I went, how many comics are there? I was like, there's two. It goes up two a week, two or three a week.
1: But yeah, yeah I, th- I think... Back she, in the day, man, in in that Secret Wars period, it was like our our heyday with comic books, like... We would go to Forbidden Planet, and we'd go to Worlds Apart. And, you know, I'd think nothing of spending, like, £100 on comic books. Like, oh, yeah, I'll buy every single Secret Wars tie-in. I'll even go for the fucking DC Convergence ones. You well, know that like... was where
0: you went wrong. That was where you went wrong. <laughs> I happily loved... I mean, I mean, Secret Wars was, like, such a good event. They've never matched that. No. Because it was no. so... No, there was it, there was some duds in it, but there was for every dud there was about two great stories.
1: For yeah. fuck's
0: sake. Howard the Human, the single one shot Howard the Human is amazing. Was oh, that a one shot? or Did they do two or three of them?
1: I think that was a one shot. I don't know. I'll have to yeah, go back so, through them all. It's a one shot, and then you
0: go because in it, I always remember his lawyer is Mouse Murdoch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now one day I want to reread like all the Secret Wars stuff because there was so much like variety there wasn't there like it was so oh, good yeah. and it also introduced me to a load of like past events and 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 story arcs that i hadn't read before you know like and because it was ultimately like i was going to say parodying them but it, the, the, a lot of the time it was just using the title um and then it you know having its own mini series related not in any way related to the original one mm. um But yeah, it was a very good, like, jumping on point for me that, you know, just like exploring all these different areas of Marvel Comics. Uh, Because like I say, I'd always been into DC more growing up, Um, you know, going back to what we're discussing now, the JSA, that was like a gateway thing for me. So I hadn't really touched upon much Marvel, hadn't read much Avengers at all. So Secret Wars to me was like my in on the Marvel Universe, you know, sort of like, you know, just sort of like tasting all these different flavors, a few hors d'oeuvres of uh weird <laughs> world, uh future imperfect, you know, the Marvel zombies, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, Oh, what's this? This seems interesting. And then eventually I sort of found my footing and I was like, yeah, right. I like how the duck, um, you know, I like, uh, I like Gwenpool weirdly enough. Uh, <laughs> I think she was in there and I love the fantastic Four. you know, that the, the doom stuff that was so good. Mm. Um, Hashtag, I digress. Uh, but yeah, Injustice Year Zero. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the fact that it's a digital book at the end, maybe, because maybe that's something you want to talk about too. Whoa, <laughs> on its, me- whoa, on its whoa, merits, whoa. on. Hold how on. it can be nominated as a book that's of the year. That's why you didn't
0: want any fights. That's why you didn't want any fights. Are you telling me <laughs> you're nominated? I'm happy, I'm open to talk comic, about this. Your best comic of the year wasn't actually a physical comic.
1: Yeah, And honestly, like, uh, we'll talk about that at the end. But basically, (laughs) my my love for the JSA, you know, that's what really sort of, like, made me fall for this book, as heavy as I did. You know, I love the the team of the JSA in this book. Um, You know, like I say, along with the Teen Titans and the X-Men, you know, the JSA were my first love in superhero teams, you know, more than the Avengers. And just seeing them in this setting, in the Injustice-verse... Was so fucking cool, um, you know. The, the The storytelling in this book as well is amazing. You know, it answered. Have you have you read it all yet? Or I think the last issue comes out next week. Are you up to date? Or
0: am I up to date on deceased?
1: No, we're talking about year zero. Oh,
0: year zero. Sorry, yeah, I got confused
1: there.
0: Um, no, I'm not. Like I said, I'm on trade four or whatever it is, I'm definitely not up to date. Um, no, no, I mean the,
1: the, this book that we're talking about, my book of the year.
0: Wait, hold on, you've lost me, you've lost me now. Why would I be up to date on year zero when I just oh, told so you, you I forgot it Oh, so you've existed? not read it yet? No, I think that's why oh, you thought, just threw me there. I
1: thought you read it. Or did you read The Deceased, Hope at World's End?
0: Yes, I read, I read most of that. I, oh,
1: the, I see, I see, the, okay. So this is like read... digital
0: comics don't work for me because I haven't finished that and I, I forget to just go to that tab. I don't think yeah. that's what I think about reading this comics. This is it.
1: It's, it's messy, I know. Well, the digital comic thing, it is messy. And it's also messy for me on my app, you know, that I use to see what books are coming out every week. Oh, yeah. Be- because um, digital books are released a few days before physical ones, it doesn't come up on my pull list, you know, because it's like every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So I have to search for them to see when they're coming out. Sometimes I miss them. Um, Hold hold on. So they don't
0: even release them on the same day as comic books?
1: No. No, they come out on a Monday, I think.
0: Right. They are not comic books and if it doesn't come out on a Wednesday, (laughs) it's not a comic.
1: No, no. That's what DC do. They even... All the digital stuff, they bring out on a Monday. So digital get two days before. Fucking
0: what? Why (coughs) do they do
1: that? Uh, I don't know. That's just what they do. Fucking I I think they did it around like around, like, the first first like lockdown or something, they were like, right, we'll a- oh, just bring out our books digital. But, I mean, this is another reason why DC hasn't won Comic Book Publisher of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, so I was going to... Hmm, kind of a mini-spoiler, but not a spoiler, because it's in, like, the description of the books and what's going on. But, you know, in order to sell this to you and sell it to the listeners... You know, the premise of this is what would happen if we got a super-powered Joker powered by Nazi magic, hell-bent on chaos and destroying the JSA and the Justice League? Like, that concept alone is just, like, it's enough to hook you in, right?
0: Yeah, it's... Oh, I think I saw some of the artwork from this. Doesn't he, like, slag off Nazis?
1: Yes. Oh, man, it's just Tom Taylor at his finest you know with his dialogue and his concepts it's like crazy concepts crazy crazy concepts but rooted in like funny um you know well well told stories you know it's just like it's so well done and um amazing art as well really good Um everything's just on point you know the, like i said the joker is really funny in it um, and menacing and scary. It's how I want my Joker to be. Uh, Hawk Girl is a fucking badass, in it? She smashes the shit out of Nazis. Uh, Black Manta, amazing. It also gets into American politics and, dare I say it, handles it better than Doomsday Clock. Um, okay. There's an amazing scene with Batman and Wildcat that was just so fucking funny. I literally spat my drink out when I was reading it. I just enjoyed it so much, um, I feel you know. It was like, DC,
0: like... D, sorry to interrupt, but I do feel like DC handle politics a lot more than Marvel. Marvel don't even they they, they if they do it. Oh, they... now the
1: mouse is in the house. They don't want to go near that shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the closest I've seen to politics in Marvel comics of any like was actually the Miles Morales run. But again,
1: we'll get back to that later. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the way I look at, you know, best comic book series of the year, I always say it's the one that you can't wait to read every issue as it comes out, you know, you get that excitement on release day, you know, it's the top of the pile. I mean, it's, you know, (laughs) it's, it's the top of the the metaphorical pile for me.
0: I mean, you're saying this like, oh, I can't wait for the release day. Was, um, my release <laughs> even... day is Wednesday, waiting for the shop to open, <laughs> going to go and buy it. Your release day is wake up, press download on a
1: Monday. That's not the same. <laughs> I know, and it's not the same. And honestly, I'd be so much more stoked on this if it was a physical book, and I was getting it every Wednesday. I would love to hold it in my hand. You know, that tactile, you know, seeing that amazing art on a page, it's different than a computer screen. You know, like, it's so much different. So I would I would love to have this in physical form one day. And I think there is a rumor of them compiling all these digital, they're called digital firsts. So that title even applies, implies that it's going to come out physically eventually. But it's DC, but, you know, fuck knows what they're going to do.
0: To talk about a man who is no stranger to this podcast, but Brian K. Vaughan, he did the the Private Eye comic, which was one of the first, I think, online comics, like straight out of exclusively online by a comic book writer. And you can buy it in a book format, but it's not in the same shape as any comic books because it was online. Mm-hmm. It was set up to read better on a laptop, so it's it's wider than it is long. The book it's a proper chody book.
1: It's like but, landscape rather than portrait. Yeah, yeah. And, that's and, how and, um, that's how these digital first DC books are as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Eve, when she was like taking it for him to sign, she was dead nervous because she was like, "I feel it negates the point of that whole thing." I think he wanted it to be digital only. And I feel me walking up with a printed version is just gonna be like annoying and irritating to him. And then when she got it signed, she she can't help it. She apologised. She she even she, and she said, you know, I think this is probably not how you envisage this comic. And he was like, no, no, no. I, I'd, I'd rather stuff be printed. I just did it like that because that was the only means of doing that, and it kind of suited what I was doing. But it'd be great if it can be both. It's better, and that's what it should be. I just think it's mad that if for some reason the internet shut down tomorrow, on top of all the chaos and everything that else that would happen, these books would be lost. They'd be gone. You'd have no way of reading them. Yeah, that's a very
1: good point. Um, but yeah, shall we announce the winner from the poll? Yeah, go so, on. So the public have chosen Daredevil as the best comic book of 2020.
0: Yeah, they have. The people have good taste. That's why. They have.
1: Uh, and I'll mention a few voters. At DartBoy88 on Instagram, Chris Walker has voted for Daredevil. Fieldmouse, obviously, at Lost in These Stories, John, he voted for Daredevil. Um, yeah, so it won. So are you happy? I'm extremely happy. <laughs> are you of happy of now? I am Daredevil happy. has won.
0: <laughs> and it, so, what you um, need to do is I'm picturing that bit in the at the end of series three of Daredevil where he's like Kingpin's lying there and he's just screaming at him, I won! I beat you <laughs>
1: <laughs> So let's move on to the next category. It is worst comic book series or issue. Oh god,
0: if British people love doing anything, it is talking about what they hate the most. And,
1: oh, I tell you what, one person who loves talking about what they hate the most is Mr. Graham Kiniston. Um, his, <laughs> yeah
0: he does his, I, his I, I barely pure... know him this year and all I ever see is Graham put up what he hates, or oh, you tell me what he hates, <laughs> and I actually I use it as like fuel to fuel my positivity, because I feel like he's saying everything for me, and venting for me, and they're going to have a mild early heart attack on my he, behalf
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, DC D. is going to send him to an early grave poor Graham <laughs> um he's just he hates them with a passion (laughs) he hates the creative team on batgirl this year uh he picked that for his worst book um he said do you have a fuck off and die category because that's where batgirl (laughs) belongs (laughs) and he's also put death metal in that as well um and he said death metal not for being just shite Poorly planned and executed, but also for uprooting the entire DC universe and it not making any sense or actual impact in the process.
0: I feel like he, I could have had him on my side during the uh, review of Metal.
1: Yeah, yeah, you totally would have done. But uh, yeah, that was that was Graham's picks for worst books of the year. Uh, Field Mouse picked Cult of Dracula, which is from Second Sight Publishing an indie book that um, actually it ceases to exist now because from what I can see is issue one did so poorly that the series is on hiatus now um, and it's got picked up by another publisher. Oh, wow. Uh, how,
0: how bad does your comic <laughs> have to not sell? Like, I've, I've I've seen literal pieces of shit make a good five-issue run.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just looking back through for, for these comments from FeelMouse, um, and I said, uh, now he said, it got picked up by Scout Comics when Second Sight dropped the ball and scammed a bunch of comic shops, including Rick's Comic City. Ooh.
0: Allegedly. I want to put allegedly on that, if anyone's listening, allegedly.
1: <laughs> I put, ooh, tell me more, and he never replied. <laughs> So I wanted to get the juice, but Philmas wasn't down. Um, You've got to milk his teeth differently. You can't just be like <laughs> straight in
0: there. Just be like, oh, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. You got to do reverse psychology. Go, I doubt you got scammed. They probably, they probably did everything right, mate. And listen to him go,
1: right, you little shit. I'm going to tell you exactly why. So uh, Abby picked Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Something Wicked from Archie Comics. Phil, um, you
0: said that to me as well when it was on. You were like, this is disappointing.
1: That was last year. That was the Sabrina the Teenage Witch book from last year. I didn't read any of it this year. Uh but Abby did just because she loves the character um, and she was really disappointed with it. Um But you know, you know me, like I can't I, I don't fuck with the Teenage Witch. I want the chilling one. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it's not of you know, it's completely different. Um and uh Lee Christian, former guest of the pod, he came in with quite an interesting answer. Um, He said, uh, Worst comic book series of the year. That weird summer tie-in event with all the racism and disease. It was definitely different, but not my fave. It affected comics coming out across the publishing houses. (laughs) So I'm not saying it didn't take effort, but I'm really hoping it does not get adapted into the big screen either.
0: I also so. I I also remember COVID-19 publications doing that issue. <laughs> That's a pretty cool
1: publisher name, isn't it? <laughs> so um yeah, so what did you pick man as your worst book of the year? I
0: this one was an actual no-brainer for me. Um it's I think it was helped along by the fact that it kind of ties in with the most disappointing series of the same character but worst comic book series or issue for me is miles morales the end number one now was only one of them and it was when he decided for some reason marvel were like going to write the final days of a load of characters i think it was miles morales deadpool and there was a couple of others i can't remember it was like I don't know if they were going off that. Oh, that uh, Wolverine dying dollar. See, Yeah, that's done us a lot of money. Yeah, let's kill a load more characters, but but we we can't. I think serve. I think they, they, they were doing it.
1: like old man Logan, and they did the old yeah, yeah. old man Quill, and then they did like
0: yeah, they, what was... this old lady Harley came out as well on DC, and it was I think they were just like just kill him off, and it's uh, it's more heartwarming. Gets the dollar in mea, yeah, see, and uh, it was the most pointless book I've ever read. I mean. He still dresses like how he does now, but he's about sixty five or seventy. Now I'm not shaming him for that, but I just don't think that would realistically happen. Miles Dude, is cool. Uh, I mean
1: because... we still dress like we did when we were teenagers and wearing our 30s. I, now.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> but I would say that we have evolved our style a little bit. And Miles, if anything, though. Yeah, I don't wear the skinny cool. jeans anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Miles is cool. He, he he's wearing that because he's he's into he's like into that so as as stuff changed he would as well he would have worn different stuff so it it all already looked weird it it he didn't look cool at all he just looked out of place um i remember the fight that he has is is like a nothing battle it's like there's bad guys bad guys come there's a big fight he sacrifices himself to save the whole city from it's like I think it's like end of days, isn't it? Like uh, it's almost like deceased. Like the New York is cut off from everywhere else because of stuff that's happening outside of it, and some someone from outside tries to get in. It, it made no sense. We had no idea what was going on. You're just being told these are bad, these are good. He comes in, sacrifices himself, and that uh, all of New York go. We will remember the sacrifice he made, and what a hero! i just just it going. This is like fan fiction at best. This is this is just like someone was literally given the idea, how would Miles Morales die, but I'm giving you 10 hours to write it? It's the opposite of
1: what Chip Zdarsky did with Spider-Man Life Story.
0: Yeah, I think that's what made it worse because Spider-Man Life Story is this amazing five, six-issue run, or whatever it is, and it's so well put together and charming and taps into all the lore and it's not afraid to pull punches and make Parker look bad. This was just, like, Miles Morales' propaganda of how... It, honestly, if if there was no comics left, if all comics got destroyed and that one was left over, I could see, like, in a thousand years' time, a cult being based around this great man, Miles Morales, and the sacrifice he made. Because it's as written as poorly as the Bible, and that seems to have caught on, on quite well a thousand years later. I just... <laughs> I just... I, I didn't understand why it had to be made, and... It's made me stop buying the other ones and to do that with like you've just said, you have Peter Parker done so well and possibly my i think I prefer Miles Morales. I think he's my favourite Spider Man. And to have I I think I think he might be <laughs> now I, hold I, on sorry there. dude
1: he, those are hasty words. <laughs> I mean I, I like Miles as you know, as much as the next guy, but uh I don't know, Peter's the OG man. I mean, yeah, but you were
0: you were like you were brought up on Peter. For me, Peter has always been around. I remember Peter. but for me, Peter is just like oh, okay, it's, can we get
1: It's miles get time time?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it was just like it is more exciting. It's just a generation you're older than me, you don't understand.
1: Um <laughs> I'm not down with the kids. Yeah. Although Into the Spider Verse is my favourite Spider Man movie of all time, so
0: there, there you go. But I feel like it's—it was just a slap in the face of everything that all the hard work put to making Miles a really interesting and ca- a great character that can stand shoulder to shoulder with Peter Parker, who's been around since like the '60s, and then just to just make that issue just was like poor—it was—it just seemed like a money grab. Fucking shocking. Hated it.
1: Yeah. Well, I saw the cover and I was like, that looks cool. And then I knew that you got it, so I was like, how was it? And you're like, it's fucking dog shite, mate. So I was like, all right, I won't get that then.
0: <laughs> oh, fuming. Art was awful. Everything was awful about it. Dialogue was awful. Just, just don't bother trying to see if I'm right if you're listening and go, oh, I, I didn't pick that up. I want to see. Don't. Just don't. Not even digitally. I, don't want, I want people to stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> so my worst book of the year was Tarot, issue one. Now... Hold
0: on. How's that... How's that
1: spelled? T-A-R-O-T?
0: Tarot. Carry on. Uh,
1: Okay. Like tarot cards. (laughs) You know.
0: Tarot cards. Tarot cards.
1: The T's silent.
0: I've had my cards read by someone and they call them tarot cards.
1: Right. Okay. Then (laughs) Then we should do a poll on how to pronounce tarot.
0: How do you pronounce (laughs) tarot? Hold on. How... Oh, hold on. Can you, oh, I'm plugged into
1: my phone. Okay, oh, Google. Uh, no, don't fuck do up it. the recording. No, just leave it. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get people commenting in, how do you pronounce tarot? Um, but anyway, this book, like, honestly, I only read it because I saw that Lee Christian had bought it, and I was like, okay, I usually trust his judgment on books. So, you know, and I was feeling, you know, in the mood for a bit of a Marvel thing. You know, all, the cover looked cool. It had all the heroes on that I liked the look of, you know, Vision was there, Hulk, Captain America, even Lady Thor, Namor, Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch. Mm. I was like, okay, you know, I can get down with this. Um, I should have really read the summary, like read the description of it before I read it, because I'll read it to you now. Um, (laughs) All these heroes are missing. (laughs) I kind of feel like I've read this out before. I don't know if we've discussed it yet. I think we have. Maybe on the lost episode, but I'm going to talk about it again now. So here's the here's the summary. An all-new epic adventure teaming the classic Earth's Mightiest Heroes with Marvel's premiere non-team by Alan Davis and Paul Renaud. R-E-N-A-U-D? Is that his? Yeah? Paul mm-hmm. Renaud. Uh, a strange and impossible lost memory from his days in World War II draws Namor the Submariner to his one-time compatriot, Captain America... But the two heroes and their respective allies find themselves pulled into a labyrinth of pain, destruction, and madness, courtesy of the infernal echo of Itchlog. And that's all she wrote. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't hook you, in, I don't know what will. So, Alan Davis is a very, um, you know, he's 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 big on the Marvel comic scene. He did a really lengthy run on Excalibur in 1987, which is one of my favourite X-Men runs from back in the day. Uh, he did Captain Britain in 88.
0: He's on, he's on every uh, episode of QI.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he he's quite spotty in what he writes. I will say that he's not that consistent. He likes to ramble. He has some very strange ideas. So I should have known what I was in for, but I thought, you know what? Modern-day Alan Davis, I've not read. You know, I wonder what he's like now. He He's, he's lost the plot even more. Honestly, it's <laughs> just awful. And I'll send you some uh, some pictures, some screenshots here of the art that I've just taken. I'll send oh, you my okay. messenger. Bad art as well. Um, just completely uninteresting. I was just reading this book and nothing was going in. You know when you're just sort of looking at the pages and not understanding what's happening? And usually that goes on for maybe a page or two and then you get it. But this didn't happen at all in the entire book. And issue one went by and I was just like I d I've no idea what I've read. I didn't enjoy it <laughs> and I'm not gonna ever read it again or read issue two. I mean I love the dialogue. Some
0: new some new Nazi super weapon, no doubt. Not a new weapon, fish man <laughs> I mean I mean the art isn't Im- bad it's just it's art but it's not yeah it doesn't grab you it's like i feel like that's still like first draft stuff like someone should be going over that the only thing is human torch looks like the cover of a is that bad religion album
1: suffer <laughs> suffer yeah um, <laughs> it does like that but, it,
0: but he but that's the kind of art it looks like the cover of an old punk album but not in a good way i mean i'm throwing it a bit of a compliment
1: uh, yeah I don't want to waste any more time talking about this shit book no fair um, enough I, hate, I hated it and uh, it was it stood out as my least favourite read of the year definitely and uh, the public have sided with me on that one so Tarot issue 1 has won Worst Comic Book issue of 2020 uh, let's have a look at, little, little look at the voters uh, Chris Walker sided with me on that one as is field mouse. Um, oh wow yeah so let's go <laughs> let's go on to fucking hell I've just looked at the results for this one this is interesting <laughs> okay so uh, the next <laughs> fucking hell <the> ne- <laughs> what are just, you laughing at? I've, I've lost the plot sorry uh, holy shit uh, come on fish man d- 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 worst uh, no we've done the worst best writer Of 2020. Okay, so, you guys on Instagram have chosen... uh, Field Mouse has chosen Tom Taylor. Uh, You know, Suicide Squad, Deceased. Three Deceased books this year. Injustice Year Zero, which I've just talked about. Hellblazer, Rise and Fall. He's done a creator-owned book called Seven Secrets that came out on Boom Studios. You know, the man is a fucking machine. Um. Lee Christian has picked Al Ewing, the Immortal Hulk writer. Uh, John, at Lost in These Stories, has picked W. Maxwell Prince. He did Ice Cream Man and the upcoming image book, Haha, ha, which uh, looks like it's going to be interesting. Uh, Abby picked Mariko Tamaki. She was the writer of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spin-off Willow from Boom Studios. Um. And obviously, I picked Tom Taylor. I think that I think that was the same as last year, wasn't it? I think it will think be you, every year from this point onwards. It will always I think be you Tom did Taylor. Tom Taylor
0: it? last year, yeah. I, but I think I think I picked Chip Zdarsky last year as well because he was writing. Yeah. He was writing Daredevil, um, and I think he wrote. Uh, did he write Spider-Man life story life, last year? Yeah, life
1: story. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There was that. Was this year he's had Daredevil and then he's had uh, Sex Criminals, which I've not been, which he's worked on. I know he's not written, but he, he clearly has some input on that. Um, I feel he's done more. Uh, I feel bad. Chip I has just, done oh, more.
1: Maybe, maybe you should Google it while I'm talking about Tom Taylor and how much on, I you, love him. Go you do that and I'll just so, start the
0: old clickety-click. So Tom
1: Taylor, I mean, you know, I've just mentioned all the books that he's done just this year alone. And they've all been fucking home runs. I have no idea how the man does it. You know, like, you get someone like Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, he's on, like, ten books at the same time. But his quality is not good. Most of it is shite. Maybe there's one book that's his favourite that gets written a bit better than the others and he sort of, like, lets everything else fall by the wayside. But Tom Taylor, every single title he's on, he just puts, like, everything into and I've just got no idea how how he writes every character just so perfectly <laughs> like he's, he's such a fucking talented dude like he injects humor into stuff he has really original interesting concepts and ideas his dialogue is just spot on in everything he does you know it's just he it keeps you he keeps you wanting to read these titles you know something like suicide squad um you know Field Mouse was telling me about this book. you know I picked it up because Field Mouse told me how great it was, and it was it was a fucking great book. Shame It's being cancelled. I don't think that's got anything to do with the quality of it, but um yeah he, and he he's created characters this year as well. you know he's he's created um what, one of the first you know transgender characters in in comics, I think called wink um no, not wink, sorry, it's the airy. The area, Wink, is their partner. Uh, but yeah, he's created all these new new characters that are going to stick around, and he's just so interesting with everything he does, and I love him to bits. And I'll read everything he does. I mean, the only reason
0: I didn't suggest Tom Taylor is because I haven't, obviously, read any Tom Taylor. This- it's just because he just... I, I, I'll I'll read it at some you, point. You, I'm read, catching you up. read
1: the deceased. Uh, um, oh yeah, so the, a, des- deceased, I suppose
0: it is I read deceased, but it was so few and far between when they came out and getting a hold of them, Dead Planet, that I feel like it was a bit. It would have been like me jumping on the bandwagon, yeah, Tom Taylor, yeah, um, but I, I I can't really I can't really argue too so much with that. Sadarski Z- hasn't done too much. He's done a bit of artwork uh with a lot of people but his only runs he's doing at the moment is daredevil uh, sex criminal well sex criminals i'll still say that because he definitely has input and uh another book but I, which i've not read called Stillwater, uh on i think that's on image comics is it yeah on image comics so i am literally just saying Chip is asking for the same reasons uh that i would have said last year uh uh, basically daredevil and he's one of the funniest people on social media
1: yeah and speaking of speaking of that um we've had a bit of uh controversy in the polls here because i'm not sure you, that you can vote for yourself on this can you um chip Zdarsky's voted for himself so no we're, we're gonna have what? to Are discount that vote no no uh, no
0: no 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 you can't but... be chip Zdarsky has voted because last year last year we saw chip Zdarsky saw the poll but didn't vote so you tell well, me this
1: year we got chip Zdarsky not only to see the poll but to vote yeah he's been quite active in the poll as a matter of fact <laughs> um, hold on how hold on please tell me this this is amazing <laughs> this was the revelation i was d- telling you before but basically he's voted for himself In best writer, obviously. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) in order to come to a decision here, it's 50-50 with his vote for himself. I'm going to point out that
0: an American president and a British prime minister, and in any democracy, you can vote for yourself. It is your right to vote. (laughs) He has a right to vote. (laughs) Just because he is the person does not change that he, he has that right to vote.
1: Well, that completely depends on your stance on that situation. Because well, I if think you, every. Co- you know, every if, you do, if you discount his vote, that means Tom Taylor has won. But, you know, I'll I leave. What well, if I
0: discount your vote? uh, Or if I discount someone else's vote He has a right to vote Chris And in fact I would say I would put it to you sir The fact that Tom Taylor hasn't even bothered to show up And look at this poll
1: says He's a busy man He's writing fucking nine books Chip's doing nothing Chip's doing loads Chip is doing fuck loads right now
0: You should see his Twitter Twitter, He's active as fuck
1: (laughs) But I just love the fact that because Chip he's voted for himself, It stopped Tom Taylor from winning this. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Even Surely, in this
1: interaction, he has won this year.
0: That's what I mean. Surely this alone bumps him over. Surely. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and you know what? If, if I'm, I'm going to put it now, if I put him last year and got him to look, I put him again this year and he voted
1: next year, we'll get him on the pod. Yeah, man, we'll do it. We'll make a conscious effort to get Chip on next year's pod. That would be amazing. I mm. think he'd totally do it, you know? I think he would. So if you're, if so you're listening, funny. Chip, I'm going to tag you in this episode when it goes up. If you're listening, we love you. We want you on the pod. Um, just keep being you. That's my message to Chip. Yeah, you got dude. a message for Chip?
0: I do, mate. I, I, I'd vote for you at anything. You might... My... My Twitter handle is at j b at projub, P-R-O-J-U-B. Send me everything that you are being needed votes for, and I'll vote for you. I'll just, you know, anything for best writer, best artist. If it's like uh, something in, you know, most handsomest man, best topless man, and you've entered something, or if you just need help getting a date, if, you know, some girl's just like, (laughs) I'm not sure about you, and you just need, like, a reference, I'll be your reference. I'll do whatever I can for you. (laughs)
1: yeah so um that's that um best writer very interesting this year
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing i love him i love him so much
1: i literally almost dropped my phone in work when i saw that i was just like shocked what i'm not surprised what a guy laughing to myself walking around amazing um so we'll move on to the next category, which is best comic book artist of 2020. So, what have the public said? Uh, well, Phil Mouse has suggested Jenny Frisson, F R I S O N, and uh, she appears to be mainly a cover artist. Uh, but that's fine. You can you know you can nominate whoever you want. Uh, mm. I'm going to send you over some of her covers that she's done. Oh, sending send them on here. Catwoman. Uh, mm. There's three of them. But, yeah, Ooh. she is a fantastic artist. Really, really nice. Love her colours. Um, and she's really doing something different with Catwoman as well. It, it's hard, isn't it, to sort of, like, mix it up with covers because they're so samey. But, like, mm-hmm. the use of colours and the positions she's, she's putting her in and stuff like that, it's like, you know... I think
0: it's, it's just a bit refreshing not to have Cat, like... The third one is maybe the closest to it, but I was like, have her bent over. Cheesecake. And, look, <laughs> and looking more sexy than practical. But yeah, yeah. That third one, she looks sexy, but it's more, it's it's more, like, I feel like a man would have to, she's actually got ballerina shoes on, if you look. It's it's more practical. It's more about, the, it's her style she's got to be, because she's, look at her, she's a cat burglar.
1: And it's the, no, all I, about I like, the, the shapes. In I that, really you know, like, like
0: that. I really like that third one. I'm I'm kind of yeah. kicking myself that that's the kind of cover that back when comic shops were free and easy to go into, I would have just picked that up just
1: on the cover alone. Con- yeah. yeah, just for so the, uh, to
0: frame because that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah. The one we're talking about is Catwoman issue twenty eight. So I'll, I'll post this on on the Instagram like once the episode goes up. I'll post. Uh, I'll post all this stuff that I'm sending JB so everyone can uh, look along and feel involved. Uh, I feel
0: Chip <laughs> would really like that cover as well, don't you, Chip? Oh, you're definitely listening now. We've we've put a timestamp <laughs> totally... in the description to tell you when to start listening, and from this point on, I've got to keep got to keep you in now. So yeah, yeah. Chip, yeah I hope you like this cover.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, who else has said stuff? Um, Lee Christian has said Joe Bennett. Uh, he was the artist on Immortal Hulk, and I'm going to send you over. I mean, you know his stuff, but his just, stuff.
0: Yeah, just send it because I feel there's a couple of artists on Immortal Hulk that that I mean, dive in and out. Oh no, yeah, he's really good at writing. Like he draws some trippy horror shit. Like,
1: yeah, his stuff is crazy. It's so complex what he does. I feel like he'd be really good on Doctor Strange.
0: I, yeah, and I also feel his art is also driving some of the story because there's, like, later issues where Hulk's thing at the moment, um, not to give away spoilers, but he's he's kind of... He changes differently now. So rather than go, like, Hulk mad and just, you know, get big, um, he breaks out of his own body. You know, if the body cracks open in two and he crawls out of Banner... Oh, like, man, it's, it
1: sounds like proper horror stuff, this book. I need to get back on it.
0: But I feel like the drawings and the way they've done that is been brought about um, from him. I don't think like they would yeah. have gone down that route. He can, he can tell it's evolved because he's done it on a few... He's drawn like that on a few things and designed characters like that, and I bet they've gone... That's a really sick way of what if Hulk could do that and came out like that. We've got to give Hulk something. So, yeah, it's probably... it's Again, artists having a lot more input than just... A bit of ink.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really like his stuff. And just talking about it with you now, it's made me want to go back onto that book. I get the trades or something. Yeah, I um, get the trades. Abby has said Natasha Bustos. That's N-A-T-A-C-H-A. Natasha, yeah, Natasha. B-U-S-T-O-S. Mm-hmm. She was the artist on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer book, Willow. I'm going to send you page from the book so you can see what she's like she has really nice colouring in her books really simple clean lines uh, it reminds me a bit of Fiona Staples you know from Saga yeah that kind of you know simple art style but it really works you know um and yeah that's that's all for for the public on best artist so uh i picked uh, Jorge Jimenez. And <laughs> did you like that? I'm usually that, so terrible at pronouncing. That was actually. that I'm
0: sorry. I wasn't laughing at your name, uh, Jorge. I've just. I've never heard Chris accurately pronounce a name like that before. Normally, he would go. Oh. I'm just like try, <laughs>
1: badly I, sound. I had house. to. I had to make the effort for Jorge because he is just so fantastic at what he does. Uh, he's been on the main Batman book. He did Justice League as well. Uh, but, oh, fuck, man. I don't know if you've seen some of his stuff this year, but it is just so fucking nice. Like, he smashed it out of the park with Joker War. Um, you know, he's created new characters this year. You know, Clown Hunter and Punchline. You know, he's he's co-created these characters in the way they look you know, their style, like, he did some fantastic variant covers for that run as well, like, uh, I don't know if you saw them, it was, like, solid block colour background, different colour for each issue, and it was, like, uh, just a different character every time that he'd design. Oh, he did another new character as well, what's he called? Fuck, he's in, he's in the Batman book at the moment. Ah, uh, I want to say I want to say Orphan Maker, but that's a that's a character from the x-men books isn't it yeah it's something like that
0: I mean we've both picked we've both picked Batman artists i, I didn't know who yours was and the one thing you, the picture you used on the polls I was like oh holy shit that's amazing I'm not up to it I'm not I'm a Batman fan but I'm not on current Batman I'm still playing catch up because I've got I'm the Tom Taylor of the reading world I've got about nine books going on right now i'm constantly trying to keep up with and read new stuff and batman, you're trade
1: waiting on batman aren't you kind of I'm not yeah. trade not trade waiting but trade getting
0: i've just been i was put <laughs> perturbed by um he who shall not be named uh his run and i i i'm the kind of person who will unfortunately have to finish that run for me to be happy to continue i just will have to and it's just I keep putting it off. So he's called but, he's um, called
1: Ghostmaker this new character. I've just sent you some imi- right. images of of him. Um, so yeah, he's created three new characters this year. He's just a phenomenal artist, you know. Like, let me see if I can find those variant covers as well for Joker War. Because they were. Just... I mean,
0: you shouldn't. You were winning until you showed me Ghostmaker. Because right now I'm going. Moon Knight needs to sue.
1: <laughs> you know what? I didn't even notice. Honestly, I've been so wrapped up in everything that's been going on with that. I didn't even notice. Right, here's a selection of all of the variant covers he did for Batman. Um, So nice. It's, again,
0: now this is funny you're bringing up variant covers. I think this is now a perfect time for me to talk about Sean Murphy as well. Because Sean Murphy, the reason I picked him was I was going through all the art and just going there's some things I like and then there's things I don't like and some people have a bad day Sean Murphy is just consistent as fuck with me and he's so deliberate in his style like if it's meant to be a little bit scruffier than another page it's got it, it's meant to be and it, it suits it for that reason there's no bad panels he's, he thinks it about all the like he tells us the, the colouring the coloring artist like you're only using this colour in this panel that's it and He's so good that I picked up two of every issue of Curse of the White Knight because I wanted one to read and the variant, I wanted each one framed because they were beautiful. Mm. And I haven't done that with a run. I'm not taking anything away from yours by saying that yours is very good for different, the, the very different artists and how they handle it.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Sean Murphy, like you say, everything's right consistent as fuck all of his stuff is so so nice um you know the, the the stuff he's done on the new harley white knight book too like that is really good you know ev- yes. everything that he does is just fantastic you know you can't you can't fault him but for me uh jimenez had my jaw on the floor on many occasions this year you know i mean the the, the cover that he did for batman I can't remember what issue it was, but I've got it as the picture on the pole where Batman and Catwoman like stood on the top.
0: Oh yeah, that's that was epic. I mean, that. that's oh, what made me go, "Holy fuck, crap!" It's just
1: so so good. I was just like, th- this guy is like really made me stand up and take note. It's like I like this stuff on Justice League. That's the first time I saw him, and I was like, this guy's different. I like it. It's it's like it's like House style, but a little bit of like. Don't want to say an Eastern vibe because he's he's not Eastern, but you know what I mean. It's got kind of a <clears throat> like a wacky anime. Like he's,
0: he's I, yeah, I can see it. I think it is it, very it in the style of-
1: very animated. When he does action, he's very animated, and it reminds me a bit of Humberto Ramos, uh which obviously one of my favorites. So yeah, for me, Jorge Jimenez was it was a no brainer. Like that was just an instant, instant choice for me for Artist of the Year. Um Unless you want to talk anything more about them, then we can announce the winner if you want.
0: I mean, I'm happy to go to the, win- uh, to the winner. I, I, I'm not bothered who wins here. I think they're both, both of equal measure. So. so,
1: so this was a very tight one. Very, very tight. With 56% of the vote, Jorge Jimenez takes it. Oh, And uh, Chip actually voted for Jorge. Oh, did he? He did, as did Crow and Chris Walker, and Lost in These Stories. And for Sean Murphy, uh, we've got Phil Mouse, Graham, and Abby.
0: Ah, Mm -hmm. well, I got the mouse. I'm quite happy with that. But you know what? If Chip's saying that he's, he's better than Sean Murphy, then... I, I bow to you, sir. I take Chip. Chip, is, chip knows.
1: Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. What have we got next? Best, uh, d- d- best individual comic book issue of the year. Oh, so, this was easy. Field Mouse went for Marauders issue 12. That's the X Men Boo! book. Boo! Really, really good book. I love that one also. Or Suicide Squad number 6, he said. Um, Suicide Squad, another another great book this year. Um, Abby said, "Chilling Adventures of Sabrina presents Madame Satan from Archie Horror." Now I really enjoyed this one too. Um, it's the first uh, chilling Sabrina comic oh, we've had yeah, in like since
0: that guy left to do the fucking series three
1: three years. I think it was just like a one shot that they brought out on Archie Horror, and it was really good, uh, but it it wasn't the same artist or the same writer, uh, so that was like the... Oh, wasn't it? No, it was just, like, n- new people with, you know, just sort of like a one and done thing, but the way they set it up, it was really confusing because it was like it was meant to carry on, but there's nothing. There's nothing planned, isn't it? Like, you know, it's it's really weird. And the fact that it wasn't even the same writer made me think, like, well, what what really is going on now with that title? You know? Mm. Uh, but it was very good. Um, Lee Christian said uh, Three Jokers, Issue 2. Or that... uh, Immortal Hulk, um, he said the final battle of Hulk with Zemnu and Dario Aga. Does that make any sense to you?
0: Yes. Yes, it does. I think he was more... I would have lent more into uh, Joker... Two to be fair, I nearly did pick that. I, I that was in my nominations, but then I when I thought about it, well, we'll get into that, but yeah.
1: Well, what's really interesting is um, we've both gone for an issue two again. I think that happened last year. Even Lee picked issue two of Three Jokers. There's something last with year issue we two. picked.
0: Didn't we last year pick or I picked uh, the orangutan?
1: Oh. The Gibbon, <laughs> the Gibbon. Sorry, Gibbon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling that we picked an issue two somewhere, but yeah, the t- the twos again this year. So I don't know what it is. The what? What's the term for that? Is that a sophomore, the second effort?
0: Yeah, sophomore.
1: sophomore. Um, yeah. So I picked Mighty Morphin Power Rangers slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue two from Boom Studios, and you picked
0: deceased dead planet issue
1: two mm. which was very very good again like tom taylor deceased win-win
0: that honestly i genuinely thought you would have picked it as well uh i i mean we're going off the fact that i was unaware i completely forgotten from my memory that someone out there decides to go how can i make chris wakefield empty all <laughs> of the seminal fluid from his balls <laughs> i know I will ride Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the Power
1: Rangers. Mate. You know, you know, like that was just like one of my all time best moments in life when that was announced, you know, like I mean issue one, fantastic. But issue two is like I should have seen it coming, but somehow I didn't that like okay, we're getting a crossover with the Turtles and the Power Rangers, but they're gonna be each other. Like, the turtles are going to dress like Power Rangers, and the Power Rangers are going to become ninjas. It's like, oh, my God, it's too much. It's so good. (laughs) And I just loved it. The art was so good. And, like, Boom Studios are just knocking it out of the park with Power Rangers at the moment. You know, like, they're just doing so well with the stuff they're doing there. And this crossover was just, you know, it was just the stuff that dreams are made of. Stuff that 90s kids' dreams are made of. (laughs) And I just loved every second. It was like an instant, you know, five star book for me. And it came out early in the year, too. And I remember thinking, this is it now. Nothing's going to top this for me. Um, So, yeah, I picked that issue (laughs) as my favourite comic book issue of the year.
0: I mean, for me, I feel Tom Taylor got. I, I think there's like a thing in DC where. The editor hands out stories and uh, directives, arcs, uh, gives people, allocates them a character, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, there's just one card left there on the table that, no, 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 you can't touch that card. Nope, no, no one touches that card. Not till till I decide. Someone has to argue that card. That is the Plastic Man card. (laughs) One person
1: gets to use Plastic Man a year, and you better use him
0: fucking (laughs) good. And I, I think feel I like commentator- think it's the
1: opposite. People just forget about Plastic Man, and it's the people that remember to pick up that Plastic Man card.
0: Maybe, maybe it's that. But Jesus Christ, we both said to each other like that was a jaw dropping oh, moment. That it was. We're, I mean, it's a good issue. I think what helps us as well is the number one is like the setup. number two the ball is rolling that's it i think that's what it
1: is with issue twos. it's like you get the setup but then the issue two is where it really hits its stride it's like you know for example mandalorian season two you know it Mm. season one was absolutely incredible don't get me wrong but you get to the end of season one and you're like okay shit's gonna get real now you know we've had the setup and yeah, yeah season two has fucking blown me away it's just been so good you know because you can have fun with the second one. Yeah, you, you know, can. You, like... Right,
0: now we've got now we've got a foundation. Let's just, like, let's put a mm. slide there, and let's put a climbing frame, and let's put some swings, and let's just have fun. And, yeah, I feel like we're t- we were just truly having fun in, in that. We've all, People already died. People are dying, but it's fun deaths. I don't know why, <laughs> it's just fun. And then it's just it's like... like
1: the, it's like the opposite of um, that animated movie, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War where it was all very dramatic and and gory, but, like, meant to be scary and sad with those deaths. This one, it's like, it's so camp in a way, but it's just, it's so much fun. I think it's because
0: it's expected. It's like, don't go in there, don't go in there, do not (laughs) go in that, oh.
1: Yeah, it's like an 80s slasher, (laughs) and I love it. 80s, like, slasher zombie kind of thing, you know with superheroes and the fucking zombie plastic man you know like it's <laughs> we're just like oh there's this is crazy place you know we're going to go to and it's going to be really difficult to infiltrate anyway and then it's like oh what's that weird like moat of red stuff around it oh I shit i think that what makes not-
0: that <laughs> that line better is i think if you think about it in a in a cheesy like way that it's used when someone goes what's that red stuff is that not and go oh my god that's not ketchup or that's not water that's blood you know yeah. it's always like like in blade when all the blood's going off and you think at first it's just like the the sprinkler system and then he realizes it's blood and that's a scary bit they were going shit that's not blood it's worse than blood it's plastic man yeah <laughs> and when you realize plastic man is scarier than a pool of blood that's brilliant <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> fucking amazing um yeah thoroughly enjoyed that issue as well uh let's announce the result uh with 57 percent of the vote is oh. dead planet issue two
0: yes, yes.
1: and uh, chip also voted for that one
0: Oh, Chip, it's like, honestly, mate, if you want to come down here, we've got a new place called Pizza Parlor, just uh, purely pizza, sorry, purely pizza, come here, I'll buy you at least like a slice, just just talk, and and,
1: and a chip as well, some some cheesy chips. Cheesy chips
0: with Chip Sadarsky, there's a podcast, look, I'm throwing (laughs) ideas at you, let me be your main
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) Cheesy Chip Sadarsky. Yeah, he voted for Dead Planet issue 2, as did Chris Walker, as did Abby, and um Murphy. <laughs> Northe- <laughs> <What? laughs> Abby like, went behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> she did she didn't even fucking read that book.
0: She's pretty yeah but she's probably like I'm sick of him with those fucking power rangers <laughs> and the fucking turtles. <laughs> Got a bigger hard Mate, on for them than me.
1: Honestly, if you you need to check out that book at some point, like um <laughs> Because you're into the Turtles and the Power Rangers, right?
0: I'm into the Turtles. I mean, the Power Rangers. I didn't ever really latch onto. Kids like them. I like the transforming side of the, you know, the, mm. the Megazords and stuff like that.
1: Um, so, uh, I got a vote on that one from Crow and Fieldmouse. They went for that one. Notice Liz last...
0: hasn't voted this year. Liz voted last year, even though
1: she would yeah, have no idea. She's got a boyfriend this year. She's she's doing stuff. She's not she's not on my Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> Neither is Kaylee Goldie? Where's, doing stuff. Where's Kaylee Goldie? She was on last year too. Oh yeah. So let's move on to best comic book cover of 2020. Okay. <coughs> oh, Excuse this was easy. Easy. I mean, wet my whistle. Um. So let's read out some of the people's choices. Field Mouse said, Vampire, the masquerade number one. And he's gone for the foil variant by David Mack. Now, I remember him banging on about this when it came out. I think he paid a pretty penny for it. But it does look beautiful in person. He posted a picture of it. I'm going to send you, send you a picture of it. Da, da, da. Right. There we go. So it's, uh, I've not read the book myself, but it is a really fucking nice cover. It's not bad. It's
0: uh, not a Mark Chichetto, that's all Mm,
1: I'm saying. I don't know, man. I I think that's really interesting. You know, you've got the words on a dress, and it's like the... I want to know why
0: the hell is Fieldmouse, like, just only reading vampire books from what I can
1: tell. (laughs) Exclusively vampire books, good or bad. You'd just read I any. Just,
0: I just picture like going to Fieldmouse's house, and it is just like it's
1: like the in in the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, just like little organ playing. <laughs> Jay Leal's in the corner playing <laughs> the organ, <laughs> master.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, I I really like that cover. I think it's really nice. Um, I think he's got it like graded as well. You know, it's because it's like a special like rare variant. Mm-hmm. And he's got that bad boy slabbed and graded now, locked away. It's
0: a a little, it reminds me of a little, not a lot, but a little of the uh, alias covers. Oh, yeah. Good shout.
1: Very good shout.
0: I think that's why you might like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is a very good shout. Uh, So, Abby went for Sabrina the Teenage Witch Something Wicked, Issue 2, The Variant by Ryan Gonzalez. Uh, now I'll, right. s- I'll send you this one really nice cover actually lots of fun vibrant colorful yeah it's spot oh i can like...
0: see why you didn't <laughs> i can see why you didn't pick this up oh
1: no well, <laughs> you this... Want your... this is the variant that I oh is
0: it yeah oh right that is very campus christmas anime
1: like fantastic art good. though i mean yeah you oh it is cannot fault that at all i love the dots uh what do you call it it's got a term, dot hasn't work. it? The dot work, but it's... Uh,
0: oh, like the old school comic style yeah, in the background.
1: Like they're using yeah, like the, in they use into the Spider-Verse. The texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I,
0: feel I, like, I feel like Eve would get that as a tattoo.
1: Yeah, I love that cover, man. I love the colours. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, re- really good choice, that. Uh, but, alas, not quite as good as my choice, I'd say. Amazing Spider-Man issue 55 by Patrick Gleeson. Um, have you seen the it? Issue
0: 55?
1: It's not out yet. <laughs> but Oh, hold on.
0: Whoa. Have you picked a cover of something that hasn't been published yet? It's
1: still coming out this year. You don't know that? COVID could happen? <laughs> it's happening. It's fine. Where's this fucking... I, the, considering I mean. you're
0: a man who isn't happy that Jojo Rabbit came out Last year, and you determined it came out this year because it had a UK UK release. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: we are not getting into that. But this is the same
0: logic, Chris. You're going. This will come out at some point. Well, it's not out yet, but it will. You're bending the rules
1: of time to meet your standards. It's listen. This came out on Patrick Gleason's Instagram ages ago, and I was like, "That is a fucking incredible cover." and, uh, and yeah, check the uh, solicitations and, yeah, it's coming out on the last day of this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a fucking bollocks. So it's well within time. <laughs> but, I move for a vote of no confidence. Oh, no, hang on. The, the second to last day of this year, because the last day is a Thursday, but it comes out on the 30th of December. <laughs> fucking <laughs> but, hell. But, uh, yeah, fucking, I mean, just look at that cover, man. It's... Listen, it's so hard, like I say, to do an original comic book cover, especially with Spider-Man. Think about how many covers of Spider-Man they do. You know, just imposing, shooting a web, you know, like... But this is so fucking nice. I've never seen anything like it. You know, it's just like... Is it technically Spider-Man 2099? Say that again.
0: Is it technically Spider-Man 2099 just because of the tips of the... uh... Unless it's just a bit thicker... Like no, line work, but no, I'm looking this at the is, top of the eye.
1: This is it's got that spike. This is regular regular Spider Man. Uh, I think that's just how Gleason draws him. Uh, I love Gleason's right. um Spider-Man by the way. He is the new artist on ASM, which I'm really stoked about because hell knows they need to lock down a nice artist on that book. Um, I know.
0: After, after this, I'm going to do it. I've got an ASM pile catch up there. I'm, I'm behind. I've been still buying it, but I've got a dirty pile like you.
1: Dirty pile. But, yeah, I will post this on the Instagram so everyone can see what we're talking about, but for those who haven't looked yet, it's a black cover of Spider-Man. Right? You don't get black covers anyway of Spider-Man. It was mm. always colourful you know, to draw people in. This is black and white, and they've got like a side profile of spider-man's you know head and shoulders but it's made out of his webbings is his white webbings it's so intricate and then you've got a little it, spider it looks, dangling in his head and it's just it <laughs>
0: looks like um the original artwork of, of the credits of the first spider-man films yeah you know that's where you're that's why you're getting off on that you're looking at that and you're thinking like you can hear the, the music and <laughs> the spider mans <Yeah>. just starting <laughs> danny and elfman all the yeah Danny Elfman's playing, and the credits are forming in the webs, and that's what it
1: looked like Oh it's so fucking nice, like, yeah, I was blown away by that, and it was it's just an image it's so striking it you just you won't forget that you know it's like it's, uh yeah, I just had to go for that one, but i did have I did have another one that I almost went for uh let me see if I can find it quickly. Uh, it was Spider-Man Noir. Did you hear about that title?
0: I did, but I was gonna trade wait it.
1: Um, it's it's not worth it. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, but That's I really, why... I really liked one of the variant covers. Um, I'll try and send you a picture, but you you can talk about your pick while I'm searching for that if you like. I mean,
0: my pick is from Mark Cicchetto's uh, cover of Daredevil 21. It was a standard cover, I I believe. I don't think it was a variant. Yeah, standard. I think at this point in the comic, Cicchetto is not doing the art on the inside, but he's doing the covers. I think this was his first cover, like, only job. So I think he just wanted to make an imprint. At this point as well, the character has... Decided, like they are Daredevil. They are just go. He's, you know, he's coming for whatever reasons in the story. He's been toying with whether he should be or not. Like, think Spider-Man Two vibes. I suppose should he be the hero anymore? And he's decided, yes, I am Daredevil. That is it. That's what I do. And considering the stories, like like I said before, it's dark and gritty, but without like being tiresomely dark and gritty, like a teenager or like the DC extended universe. Um, it has light to it, it's it's as uplifting as I feel it's like the tone Mark Wade thought he was writing Daredevil back in the day when he was actually writing him as camp as Batman 66 um, <laughs> but I think that's what he thought he was writing it at it also kind of like reminds me of about a million Batman and Spawn covers and I've never seen Daredevil drawn like that, I've always seen him drawn falling or Running or, or like flying through the earth, uh,
1: dancing like a pole dancer,
0: yeah, yeah, always something a bit like, or is like, his
1: like, billy clubs are like flying towards you in the frame or something like that.
0: Yeah, is that what they're like, Billy clubs, is that Bi- the right? Are they are billy clubs, no, yeah, billy Nun- clubs, nunchucks,
1: yeah. they're not nunchucks,
0: no, they're billy clubs. Um, there's loads like that, but he's drawn him just standing on the top of a building looking out, you're looking, you're below him. But he's not being broody. He just looks like he's like breathing air uh, for the first time and enjoying it and there's some there's about a million emotions I get off it. I bought two copies. I bought one to read and
1: one to to definitely one hundred percent frame. And you had it as your uh, mobile phone wallpaper for a while, I think, didn't you?
0: Oh I yeah, that for the only thing it's not my wallpaper anymore because i found some i don't know if it's fan art or something but another picture of daredevil um i put it up and you said it looked like he was pole dancing yeah but um yeah i I just there's so
1: much movement in that too it's kind of like you do feel like you're there you know with the wind blowing and stuff and it's just kind of like it's because of
0: all the all the the, like string or rope or whatever he has from his billy clubs
1: it's like his dang it's like his danglers it's like you (laughs) <laughs> you, <laughs> with you your, trying uh, to relate to him? If anyone doesn't know this, if anyone doesn't know JB personally, they won't know that he has danglers, which I call them, which are um, the... what balac- No, balaclavas. What are they fucking called? Bandanas. Bandanas. That he ties around his wrist and his, like, belt loops on his jeans and stuff. And they just, like, dangle and blow in the wind. And uh, it's his trademark, so <laughs> that's what it reminded me <laughs> of. <laughs> I used
0: to have more. I used to, like, have, like... I remember I had at one point. I don't know how to describe the the the, the material, but it was like uh, silk uh, silk ties. <laughs> I remember. I think I was bought some nice ties, but I wouldn't. Would, But I was like, when the fuck would I wear this tie? I don't wear shirts. So i just wrap them around my arms. And yeah, they were just blowing the wind. And it it sounds like really lovely and poetic, but they weren't (laughs) practical at all. Like if I was to like hand you a pint in a crowd, my dangler would go through three people's pints (laughs) and like stub out two cigarettes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, they got pretty grotty, them danglers, didn't they? The grotty danglers. That's quite a good name for a band. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> the grotty dangles.
1: <laughs> so, this is the other cover I was talking about. Uh, Spider-Man oh. Noir issue 2 variant. Um, Ooh! It's re- really interesting, isn't it? It's so different. Yeah. Let me oh, see if, yeah. Let me see if I can find the name of the artist. If you want to describe to the listeners what we're looking at I mean,
0: at it it looks like a real classic dandy drawing of... bank heist happening Um, on the outside the guy's run out the bank he's burst the door open there's money flying everywhere he's got a proper mehashi look about him (laughs) happy as Larry either side of him there's innocent women in trouble you know there's one just minding her own business another one pushing her baby because that's all she's good for back then and uh, there's another woman leaning out the window like oh you're causing them a noise and Spider-Man Noir is falling from the top of the building ready to pounce uh, the person has no idea, and the building is made to look like it says Spider-Man Noir in a kind of 20th century Fox look, and it's all done in... Um, it's like a sepia tone. A, sepia, sepia tone, yeah. of, which is very of its time. My only criticism is that his hat is coming off as he's doing it, and I had to double-check because I thought he had a mohawk. <laughs> I would have kept his hat on,
1: Yeah, as, I mean, as the song that... suggests. That cover almost took it for me for cover of the year until that Patrick Gleeson one came out. It's um, not come
0: out. It's not come out. I <laughs> want to make this very clear.
1: The The, the artist on that um, Spider-Man Noir cover is called Dan Panis. Panace- oh, fuck me. Dan Panacean. P-A-N-S-I-A-N. It, could, it might be Panacean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really fucking interesting, unique cover. Like, yeah, You don't, you don't see, see much shit of that. like that. No, no I'm with you like on that. Really cool, man. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's see who won. Best cover. Uh, oh, it's a tie. It's a tie. Come on, Starsky. Come on, Starsky. Please, well, have voted. Zdarsky voted for yes! Daredevil. I- of course he did. <laughs> Shark horror. <laughs> yes. Oh, meaning. his own book. Again, I don't think you'd be able to you... vote for yourself there, would you? He's not voting for himself. He's voting for Mark Chuchetto. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so funny that so uh, Crows voted for Daredevil as well. Uh, Chris Walker voted for Amazing Spider-Man, as did Field Mouse and Abby. But yeah, that's, that's a tie. Uh, that's the. <laughs> That's the tie for that one. So next up is most surprising series or issue or surprise hit of 2020. And um, let's talk about what you guys have said. Fieldmouse said Suicide Squad. Very good point. It was surprising that it was that good because usually Suicide Squad books can be very hit and miss, but of course anything Tom Taylor touches turns to gold. Abby said The Wayne books, free comic book day issue. Obviously, it did the job for her. It surprised her into saying, fuck, this is a really good story. I want to buy the trade. So Lee Christian has gone for The Boys' Dear Becky from Dynamite. Now, I've not really read The Boys, so I didn't know anything about that. But, and I feel Mouse was a fan. Did you hear about Dear Becky?
0: I think I heard Feel Mouse talk about it and that's the extent of it.
1: Is it like, does it set after all those boys books? No idea. Uh, I, no idea. Not going to pretend. So I went for Spider-Verse, specifically issues four and five. Uh, because I was ready to drop that book. Um, it was really weird. I think we talked about it. Um, I dropped it. I, I didn't even know I've dropped it until this, and I looked at that
0: cover and went, oh no, I don't remember this. I, dro- I, I think I dropped it after four.
1: Let me just check, because it was an, it was like an anthology, basically, where like, was it Miles? Was he travelling through the Spider-Verse? So Miles is going through the
0: Spider-Verse, but he's going through in a kind of uh, quantum leap way, where he yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah. where he's landing, and he doesn't know what he's got to do. But he just lands at a situation, and if he solves it, he can jump to the next one. And um, it just, even though that sounds amazing, it was—it's a lot to try and put in a single issue. Uh, so it did feel quite slapdash when you've got to take into account like the first book had to have the setup as well yeah. as a bit of that. And it just, and because the setup's not great, it—the foundations are weak. So uh, all the other issues are a bit weak.
1: And but yeah, then in, the, and in, the se- in the second issue we get Aunt May, Spider-Man. Do you remember that, that one? was all,
0: that was like two? That was too early. Yeah, to be and like then I silly. was like,
1: oh, this is not good. And then issue three came out, and it was the um, the Jared Way character. Uh, you know, that was pe- all right, Penny, Penny Parker. Right. Um, and, and then I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I might drop this. And then issue four came out, and I saw the cover, and I'm let me send you the cover. Was um, it the Western one? The, the Western one. one. And I was, I'm was i a sucker for a Western. And obviously love Spider-Man. And I was just like, you know what? This looks really good. I'm going to have to stay on for that. And I loved it. I loved the Western vibes. It was ridiculous. They had the horse in it as well. And it was just Oh, like... God, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I just love the way that he's... He's, you know, he's firing... Like, the, the web's out of his guns and stuff, and it's just, like... It's just crazy and fun. Um, I was like, okay, I'm back on board for this. And then issue five came out, and it was, like, a horror book, and the, the art just blew me the fuck away. It was by How an many artist. issues
0: did it go for, by the way?
1: Uh, it only went for six. Yeah, You might pick up the other two. So what? It was a horror book? So, yeah, well, it was, like, Sp- it was like Spider-Man Noir, with so it was like noir art but then with like a really like really insane horror twist on it. Um I'm going to send you some screenshots of that one because you'll see what I mean when I'm talking about the art in this because it's like it's almost like sin city where it's like black and white but with like pops of color in it. And uh yeah, I was fucking blown away by this. The artist's name is Juan E Ferreira.
0: Another
1: Juan, and I had to follow him on Instagram straight away after reading this book. So I was like, "This guy is insane." His use of paneling, oh wow, oh yeah,
0: and it just came out
1: of nowhere. And I was just like, "Okay, it was just one of those." So that to me was the most surprising, you know, uh, series or issues. You know, have you want to tie it down? It was just those two, really. Issue six wasn't good. but I mean, as, as far as one and done's yeah sick. why why, why is this guy not actually the artist on Spider-Man Noir yeah exactly the, I read uh, the Spider-Man Noir series off the back of this book so I was like okay I need more of this um, you know what I think he was actually the artist on it it was the story that just wasn't good at all, all right. and that just goes to show that it's not all about the art for me sometimes you have to get you know, the good the good story in there too.
0: The good stuff.
1: So for you, what was your surprise hit? So
0: I feel that mine was falsely advertised on the poll because I didn't really mean Captain Marvel. Well, there's, there's specify... not much
1: room to to write in the poll box. <laughs> so... No,
0: I get, I get, I get that. So I meant specifically four issues, and you might might be like, Jay, that's not fair. It's a run. Why would you? He... But it was specifically they had Captain Marvel had an Empire tie-in run. It was Captain Marvel Empire. It kept the numbering of Captain Marvel to so the issues 18, 19, 20, and twenty-one. But they were all to do with what was happening with the Empire tie-in. And I wasn't reading the Empire.
1: Well, main it, you, event. It was shit. I hated it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't read that, and I just was picking it up because I'm reading Captain Marvel. I like continuity and like to know what's going on. But if it was bad, I would have dropped it. And I picked it up. I think what happened was, I think I picked up the first issue, didn't read it, and then out of habit bought the second issue. And when I read them both of them together, I just thought, oh, hold on. There's something really interesting going on in this story. And they are doing the exact right thing you should do with Captain Marvel with their links to the scrolls and the Kree in this story right now. It isn't too heavily... It's got a foot in the door of Empire, but I'm not reading it, and I know what's going on, because the exposition in the the box at the beginning helped, and it was just all together, just a really good classic Captain Marvel story. I mean, Leal has said to me before, what do I see in Captain Marvel? He doesn't really think there's... Oh, no, he said that until he watched the film. He saw the film, and he changed his mind, which is a really odd decision to make. Um, But... She showed off a sense of humor she showed off her weaknesses with, uh, and her relationships with fellow heroes. She showed off her powers and she showed off i just i just remember i i liked the the relationship she had with the Korean the skulls and the war going on and the flex she brought to it. it was just really good i I just remember putting it down completely shocked that four issues that I was begrudgingly going to pick up. Just for the sake of continuity, so I know what's going on, to a tie in a main event that was by all means an account called dog shit and I had no interest in was one of the highlights of the year. I just thought that was really. That is crazy,
1: especially you, who like is very anal when it comes to continuity and picking up your books. And if there's a tie in, you're like, bollocks, I need to read this story so that I can get the tie in, you know. And for you not to even read any of the main event and go through the book that you're reading and not only just like bear with it, but to actually really enjoy that—that <laughs> that is saying yeah. something. It's testament to the writing in that book.
0: I even posted on my Instagram, like saying, "These four issues, amazing." I, like, I, I don't do that. If you look and you did. Instagram, you didn't
1: need. You didn't need to read the main event.
0: No, didn't need to read it. Still haven't. Very very happy. And, so maybe that's, you
1: know, maybe that's proved a point to you. You don't need to read the main event sometimes. You can I mean, I just, just carry I on with your main if the,
0: if the writing's good, if, mm-hmm. if that's what I mean, I feel like everything that was said was said and told was told. And it, it, that to me is how a tie-in should be. A tie-in shouldn't have to lean so heavily on the crux of, the ta- of its... What it's tied yeah. into for it to make sense. It should just make sense. If it can't make sense, it's not worth telling. We've said this before when we've gone, this shouldn't be a tie-in, this should be the story. Yeah. Why is this a tie-in? Why is it... Like, I think it was um Heroes in Crisis didn't do... We were praising it because no tie-ins. And then it randomly did like a couple. And I said to you, like, I don't know what's going on now because I've missed some stuff because I didn't know about these tie-ins. But these tie-ins are... They were like... It was like Flash number 74 or whatever. Why is it just not in the story? Why do I have to now go and buy that fucking book? It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, well, falsely advertised or not on the poll, Captain Marvel took it with 57%. percent woo And And uh, you will also be pleased to know that Chip voted for Captain Marvel.
0: Yes, Chip! <laughs> yes, boy!
1: And Feel Mouse and Crow.
0: Oh, mate. I'm telling you, and, this is—it's uh, been my
1: 2020's been my year so far on this. 2020, the year of the chip, yeah. And for uh, for my, my uh, Spider Verse, Chris Walker voted and Abby as well. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that is that. So we'll move on to the next category. Um, I'm going to make a note whilst you do that. Hold on, Spider Verse.
0: No, 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 no. I, I keep a note of like issues I've missed.
1: Oh, right. all that.
0: So let me just put Spider Verse four and five. There we go and saved. Done. Carry on.
1: Yeah, well worth reading them. Um, Might as well
0: finish the finish the loop.
1: Yeah, well technically you will have to get six as well, but oh, hell, it, was, it was it was
0: five and six. That's that was a attention.
1: fucking shit show issue six. Honestly, don't don't ruin <laughs> it. <laughs> so speaking of shit shows, most disappointing series or issue of the year. Oh God! Phil Mouse went for Outlawed from Marvel Comics, the crossover, um, which oh. is is yours technically, isn't it? I think Outlawed.
0: Um, I mean, was
1: it, was it Miles? I didn't,
0: it was Miles, um, Ms. Marvel, uh, the the what's the name of the fucking Nova, Nova Junior, whatever he's called, and another young Avenger. Was it it Amadeus Cho? Yes, it was Amadeus Cho. I didn't even know
1: he's got his own book.
0: I didn't either. I
1: don't
0: know. To be fair, I still don't know really what Outlawed is because I was only reading Miles. I picked up Ms. Marvel, but I'm playing catch-up on that like full-on. So I didn't see how it affected her really. But if you were to just go off the Miles thing, it just seems to be like... You're too young to be you know, you're too young to be doing superhero vigilante stuff. So we're gonna crack down on you unless you work with us or you just stop altogether. And that's the whole story. Which is So is not it kinda to... like
1: civil war? Yeah, but there's
0: no the but there's no superhero bad guy, like forefronting forefronting it. It's like it's just the government getting involved. So it's kind of anti government. But I reading Miles. It affected him a couple of times. There was ones that said an outlaw cretain, and I felt like okay, it's kind of affecting the story here. But if it could also not be happening and this still happen, you know, you could still get someone and go Spider Man shouldn't be here because he's a vigilante. It just it it didn't seem necessary. I kind of see where he's coming from. It didn't mm. feel like an event.
1: No, it totally passed me by. I mean, obviously, I'm reading Miles as well, so I saw a little bit of it in that, but it did not interest me in the slightest, and I was just like, I kind of want that to go away. Don't really care, (laughs) you know. Um, Lee Christian said most Wolverine stuff, (laughs) Uh, which I don't get, because I've really enjoyed the Wolverine book this year. Like, I think it's been really good. Um, Abby said Sabrina the Teenage Witch, something wicked from Archie Comics. <laughs> um, Abby buys anything with Sabrina in, um, even even this one, and she said it was shit. And she bought all the issues because, you know, like most people um, reading the run, they want to finish it, you know. Um, and you hope it
0: turns around or something. Yeah, uh,
1: But it was like a, I think it was like a six-issue mini. It was a follow-on from last year's Teenage Witch book, and she said it didn't go anywhere at all and it was completely pointless um, to be fair I don't think they know what they're doing with that property anymore on Archie they're like, they don't want to bring back the horror, the chilling one because they don't know whether you know the show's been cancelled um, so I don't really know, I don't think they know what they're doing with that character at all Did you see the all. teaser
0: by the way? Did you see that little teaser for the new series?
1: Well I, I saw like a picture of, of like the aunties from the original Teenage Witch show um with with the aunties from the chilling show is that what you're talking about
0: yeah i would urge you to go like i've got I've and i was the like trailers. is this
1: like into the sabrina verse what's happening here like well
0: <laughs> this is the thing if you want the trailer it's it's on the site if you look at it i watched it and by the end of it i don't know what's going on and i'm kind I, of scared i don't, I don't think because... anyone
1: knows what's going on on that show Last season shit the bad. I'm sorry, but like what the fuck was that? There's two of them now. Like and then it was somehow like a musical the whole season. Everyone just burst into song. I was just like, <laughs> sorry, no, hold I just on. Had,
0: I just heard you say that as the fucking the racist alien from episode one, Phantom Menace.
1: Oh now there are two of them <laughs> <laughs> This is getting out of control This is getting out of hand
0: There are <laughs> two <laughs> of
1: them now <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I mean, you know I love a musical, you know. You do. But um, there's a time and a place, and there's a tonal difference so so drastic from that first season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina to the third one. You know, it's just so far apart. I don't mm. think, you know, I, I'm digressing. Um, so what did we pick for our most disappointing issues? I picked Amazing Spider-Man issue 49. Yes. And what did you pick?
0: I also picked a Spider Man. I picked.
1: Miles Morales, <laughs> number 21. Yes, I did. So, Amazing Spider Man, number 49, was a real, real hype book. I think that it was like Legacy. It was a. 750, land- wasn't it? Landmark Legacy. So, obviously, Marvel are like, fucking $10 please for a fat book, you know, like. And it was really hyped up to be like the reveal of kindred this villain that we've been waiting years now it feels like to see who it really is and and then we had norman osborne thrown back into the fray and it was like three uh separate stories of, and three separate really fucking great spider-man artists you know you've got ryan otley who's now left the book but you know he started strong so he's great you know and then you've got my personal favourite Humberto Ramos returning, I was like, Oh, this is good. And then you got Mark Bagley as well. Classic Ultimate Spider Man artists. Love his stuff as well. So in theory, I was just like, you know, so fucking anticipating this book. Um and I was so, so let down by it. Um, it just <laughs> it didn't gel with me at all. Even the art didn't look right. Like you like you say, like it didn't feel like, the finished version of anything in this book. It just felt, like, just not, not usable. And the story was just all over the place, and they threw all the Spider family in, too, for no apparent reason. And then I was just like, what is happening in this? And then, fucking, poor old Sin Eater. I don't know what Nick Spencer thinks he's doing with that character, but it's just, it was all over the place, and I hated it. I was so disappointed.
0: I... I mean, I get where you're coming from. I don't think it was as strong as it should have been compared to other characters' legacy number titles coming out and what's been said and done in them, Uh, and especially for the price it was. I think it could have been complete... It felt, You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... um, What is the name of that album? What's the second Guns N' Roses album called? Not Doing Our Lives. That's a little racist EP. What's the one... Uh, with November Rain on and everything. Uh, Use Your Illusion, right? It reminded me of Guns N' Roses doing the second proper release being Use Your, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. That They are two very average records, but if you were to skim them down and take the hottest records, songs off of each one, you've got one good album. I feel that they I thought they had to make a double album for this Legacy 750, whereas if they just... Con- took out a load of shit, you could have had a good little story in there that led yeah, to what I mean, was
1: to come. I mean, yeah, obviously, I love seeing new Mark Bagley and Humberto Ramos stuff, but, you know, let Ryan Otley just have his swan song, give him a bumper issue, trim it down, do you know what I mean? Just have him as the artist. And Nick Spencer, he really needs reining in by editorial. I think I feel like we've said the opposite in the past, but I don't know what he's doing on this book but it's all over the shop. Like, he's yeah, he's pulling from some real deep cuts. He knows his Spider-Man continuity. And, you know, as did... Um, what's his face? The guy who's doing Fantastic Four now. He did... Dan Slott. Um, You know, as did Dan Slot. But that doesn't make for a good Spider-Man book, you know. Um, there was that weird moment with, like, Gwen Spider-Gwen and Norman, you know, talking about, like that weird storyline that happened in the past that was meant to be retconned. And it's just kind of stuff like that where I feel like Nick Spencer's, like, going, oh, look how much I know about Spider-Man, you know. Oh, oh little... is that
0: retconned?
1: Yeah. Like, so... Yeah, I... So that confused me. And I was like, well, what? Yeah. What are we doing here, Nick? You know, like, what is this? <laughs> you know, you just... Been like a weird little prick tease most of the time and then you pull out all these deep cuts and then but what what are we doing with this story and this character i don't think he knows what he's doing with peter and it's so frustrating i do feel
0: that the biggest loss in all of this and this is why i feel I favour miles i feel peter's story has been told i think his time has
1: come not to kill him yeah and not chip Sidarsky to... ended it perfectly in life story <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, well, I just feel his story's been told. There's not more you can do, and I feel that like the way you make him have a story is you move all the pieces around him and have him react to it, which works in some cases. Like I feel like Batman the animated series is that's all they do with Bruce. They the whole episode of Batman the animated series is literally about ninety percent the bad guy seeing his arc, and then Batman comes in and that's about it I feel like he's doing something similar with Peter but it doesn't work as well with Peter he's not dark and brooding and hiding in the background he has a life and he he needs to be more involved in it and that's why I think I prefer Miles because there's still a story to tell something has to happen with consequence in Peter's life and it doesn't ever happen like I'm a massive campaigner for kill Aunt May I think you need we need to kill Aunt May Like, get rid of her, get her gone. He can still keep his secret identity. There's still reasons for that. He can have it for MJ, for the job. There's a whole bunch of reasons he could have. But I think Aunt May needs to die for him to have character
1: development. Because at this moment in time, he just doesn't. I don't think that Spencer likes writing Peter. I feel like, you know, it was the Captain Boomerang show. Not Captain Boomerang, uh, it's just Boomerang in it. You know, Mm. for the first like couple of arcs of that book. And I was oh, like, Where okay, the fuck well, is
0: Captain, where, has Boomerang gone? I've just realised this. Hold on, that's bad. Where is Boomerang during all this? He was his flatmate. Where, where's he gone?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I can't like even he's, remember.
0: He's missing but, stuff here. Boomerang's I just mean, been. It's, it's like wrestling, he's just been written out. You know, when you realise, hold on, I've not seen a wrestler in about six months. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could find out, oh, he's left for ECW. That's what fucking Boomerang's done. He's fucking gone.
1: I feel like something must have happened to him because fucking Spencer loves Boomerang. I mean, let's be honest, like, he's not a bad write- writer by any means. You know, mm. Superior Foes of Spider Man is really, really good. And I always keep pushing you to read that because it's, it's you know, one of the most fun reads I've had. Such a good book. He's a and great writer. I love writer, his Ant Man run. I love his Ant Man run. Ant Man, again, really good. But I just feel like he's not right on this book. I feel like you need to. They need to give Amazing Spider Man to just a good writer. Give it to fucking Tom Taylor, for God's sake. I mean oh, you know.
0: Tom Taylor Spider-Man would be insane.
1: Well he's already done it. He did um He did uh, Friendly Neighbourhood. Oh, was I'm that Chip? That. Who did that? It was it was either Chip or Tom. You said it was Chip before. I think I I think that was a Freudian chip. I think it was
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well, was... oh my if this entire podcast has been set up to that joke. <laughs> I'll I'll be happy. That was fantastic.
1: You even got you got sadarsky
0: involved. That was fucking amazing.
1: No, it totally was. Um it's actually it's actually Tom Taylor that writes that. So, ah. Oh. Anyway, you put him on amazing Spider-Man for God's sake. Um but yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all. I had a bad time with it. I was so disappointed. That is why it's my most disappointing issue of the year. I, I get where it, you're coming from. Why was I it Miles what, for you? Number for
0: Miles for me, because it's. A, I think we're coming from similar points in our own Spider Verse. It started off so strong that Miles book, um, yeah, and the art agree. was amazing. Story was great. Um, it got political. I think it, which not many Marvel comics do. Um, it it talked about immigration and segregation and. Um, concentration camps essentially of for, of immigrants at the time because he's obviously half latino um or got of latino descent and stuff like that and it was but it was all done with grace and it wasn't shoved in your face it was over mm-hmm. really well and then there was this this sort of building up to we're going we're going to get miles i think again it was a legacy numbering that it was miles's 200th or 250th issue we're we're gonna finally see Miles face the foe, the or an or the original foe of uh, that was previously mentioned in the Ultimate Comics, and we've never we've never finished it off. And it was this, oh, uh, it
1: was the it was the Brian Michael Bendis thing where he did the Spider Man miniseries, and then at the end of that, it was like revealed that oh, who's the Miles Morales of Six One Six? And it wasn't revealed until years later when he returned with a Spider-Man 2 and he shut the bed on that. It was awful. Um, so, yeah, Ultimatum is basically 616 Miles, right?
0: Yeah. And it so built... he's
1: now in this, this universe. Well, he already was mm-hmm. in this universe, whatever. And he f- wants to get rid now. of
0: Miles and his family out of this universe. And uh, it builds up really well. I'm not going to lie. I think this is what made it more disappointing. It built really well. And then and it's, it becomes a little bit of a horror book as well. It got really tense and there was like a total lack of comedy and some very harrowing panels and scenes and scenarios. And you're thinking, Jesus, it's just a kid. And the stuff that they're kind of putting him through is really fucking brutal.
1: Well, they, they but, already did put him through really brutal shit in that um, when he was like tortured in that place.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. so there's a bold, big build-up. And then the last two issues shit the bed. But what really, about number 21, really shit the bed is, it's the end of Ultimatum. It's like they finish that storyline off. All the way through it, I kept thinking, why are his eyes on his mask drawn like that of a horse on the side of his head? Why are his eyes where his ears should be? All Listen, the way through
1: this... the, the art in this Miles book recently has been so terrible. I sent you some Someone... screenshots of, like, a baby. Yeah. Like, Miles is... Is it, is it his sister? He's got now little, a yeah. little baby sister. And I was just like, what is going on with this art? It's so off. It's so wonky. It's all... Oh, it's it's drawn
0: by, like, a drunk man. That's all <laughs> I can... fit Honestly. And then... Oh god, it pains me to say this because I feel like I feel like this is how if my mum and dad were listening to this, so like that's what all comics are like anyway, because that's what they. are. But the way they solve the problem as as he goes to he goes to send miles into the portal that is going to send him back to his universe, which we haven't explained how that works yet because Secret Wars technically closed his universe off, but whatever. Um, they decide. The only way to stop it is that the Prowler, his uncle, who set it all up and somehow has a link to that technology, it is so grace... It is so... What's the word I'm looking for? Smoothed over. He more or less goes, if I run into it, it will explode, implode on itself, take them with it, but it will kill me. And it's like, why? Why will that happen? No time! Oh, but it's like... How many times have we seen this before? This is what I was getting at before. of Daredevil, he, Chips is dealing with a man with very basic abilities, and the law, and common sense, and mayor, uh, you know, Wilson Fisk's mayor, and the restrictions he would have to go through. Like all these things. Whereas you have got the character of Miles Morales and Captain America and Prowler and Ultimatum and all these. And the best you can come up with to fix this problem of a mind-bending like universe teleportation device is that if I throw myself into it, it will explode and take me and both of everything with it.
1: Yeah, that's just like... One of those tropes that they use in, like, a superhero film where it's just, like, the beam in the sky or the Yeah, that's what or... I was trying
0: to think of. It's a, It was so tropey. I and mean, when I read it, I did a literal Robert Downey Jr. gif of the... Oh, my God. You know, my eyes rolled. Yeah, yeah. My jaw slackened. I was like, oh, fuck off.
1: And well, I've got good news for you anyway, because in the new year, that artist is going, and we're getting a new artist on that book. <laughs> I'm, um, I mean... It's still the same writer... But we're gonna be getting better art, at least. It's the old artist Carmen Conera. Yeah,
0: she she was good. I think did that. I, I feel like I voted for her last year as best artist.
1: Yeah, I think you did. There was like a weird, uh, there was something that went wrong with that, wasn't there? <laughs> I can't remember what happened, but you picked somebody else, or I can't remember. I picked. But that was... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I picked her, but I sent you the wrong issue. As an example. Well, the
1: or the wrong or artist up, or... or
0: you picked up an issue to see who was writing it and it had just changed <laughs> I was like no not that fucker no that person so yeah I think it was Carmen but um, yeah I feel like it was uh, and the art was awful I think I even messaged you and said in one panel oh, I put it on my Instagram on one panel he's outside a building on the next panel he's fully inside the building and they haven't said why but then on the following panel he's back outside it was like the artist wasn't having a... Co- like, looking at what they'd just drawn. It was weird. So odd. So disappointing. Because it was such... It was one of, it's was it been my favorite, one of my favourite comics of the year. And as you just eloquently put it, it just shit the bed.
1: Yeah. So, the winner of most disappointing comic issue of 2020, with 57% of the vote, is Amazing Spider-Man 49. Oh, wow. So, it was pretty tight. And yeah crow voted for amazing spider-man as did field mouse and lost in these stories i'm gonna guess chip didn't vote chip didn't vote you're right yeah because
0: it's both marvel properties and i don't think he can be seen going he did
1: (laughs) yeah he didn't vote um chris walker backed you up as did abby so there we go that's that one So let's move on to... uh, I think it's going to be an interesting topic. We'll try not to be too long, because I'm aware we've been going for quite a while, but I feel like we could get going for a while on this one. So we'll try and keep it short. Best comic book publisher of 2020. I mean... So, uh... (laughs) Can you just explain uh,
0: to me why the fuck you picked Boom Studios? Well, I
1: will. I'll I'll get into that. But first of all, Lee Christian said none. (laughs) Ha! No... no comic book publishers should win, um, which I'm kind of, kind of with him there. But, yeah, it was a difficult year. With, <laughs> with, Ro- with Sorry, Rona you, ruining everything. Oh, you sound
0: like Boris. Oh, it was a, it was a <laughs> difficult year. Uh, I know that no comic book <laughs> publishers should probably get it. But, um, it should be fine. We've got an oven-ready publisher ready to go.
1: But, yeah, um, that's what he, <laughs> he said. None. Fieldmouse went for Marvel with you yeah um i went for boom studios right and it's not only because i i don't i don't ever want to pick marvel as the best comic book publisher because <laughs> i really don't um because they do, it's you know i might like one or two books but most of the shit that marvel put out is so shit <laughs> like they're just not consistent at all but boom studios is the opposite They've done a really fantastic job with their TV properties this year. You know, Power Rangers, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, the Willow spin off. They've rebooted the Buffy book to like a 20th, well, what are we in now? 21st century. <laughs> the 21st century, like, reboot of it. Um, uh, Mega Man as well. And uh, Tom Taylor, he's got his own creator own book over at Boom, Seven Secrets. That's been highly critically acclaimed. They've done first, second, and third printings of that, and it's all sold out. Um, Lumberjanes is adorable as ever. Continues to go from strength to strength. Uh, the Unkindness of Ravens and Alienated, they've been critically acclaimed as well. Um, they've literally had something for everyone this year, and it's all been good quality content, consistent, all of it. No balls dropped. And like the quality of the art is also tremendous. No subpar or shoddy work. All really beautiful stuff. Interiors and covers. you know. They've, they've, that's why, for me, I'm going with Boom. I'm not just going to pick Marvel because, you know, Spider-Man or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, Daredevil, sure, Daredevil's great, but Boom, to me, they've been the best publisher for those reasons. So
0: I picked Marvel because Marvel is the one that I just buy the most comics from admittedly, I used to be much more into my indie, but because of penny restrictions, I'm definitely a trade waiter now um, on a lot of stuff. Boom doesn't scream out to me. I don't know why. I've just never... I feel like a lot of the books... but A lot of the books, either TV franchises I have no fucking interest in at all, or the books are something all called like... We found the children, and the children are dead, and this is why the children are dead in this book. Can't wait to read it. And the next issue, you know, another series called You Can Only See Dead People If You Look Out and You See Dead People. These really long title books, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, feels like you know screamo, you know a, emo, try hard
1: shit. You know, it's a short title Seven Secrets by Tom Taylor. I think you'd really like that one. Trust me, pick up the trade. It, it gave me saga vibes, dude honestly okay, like it's, well, it's it's one to watch uh, that but I under, I, just... I understand why you don't gravitate towards boom at all you know you're not into the power Rangers you're not into Buffy you know for me those two those were two like big ones like what they're doing with power Rangers man is just insane like speak to any power Ranger fan that that's into the comics and they will tell you that they are completely changing the game with that property like they've just cr- They've created something out of a Super Sentai, you know, like you know what Power Rangers is essentially, and they've just created this whole like universe around it, this multiverse um, of Power Ranger stuff, and it's so fucking interesting. And uh, they've just brought out two new titles called one's called Mighty Morphin, and the other one's just called Power Rangers, and it's about, <laughs> about this. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry. And let me guess. Future future titles include Teenage Mutants and Ninja <laughs> Turtles and <laughs> But uh, t- and don't forget our latest one, Buffy the followed by Vampire Slayer.
1: <laughs> but honestly, man, they're just so they're knocking it out of the park with the Power Rangers. Um I love it. So that's why I went for Boo.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I totally get why you would do that, but I think one thing that solidified it for me was during this entire covid crisis where comics went on total hiatus and everything and there was a total this talk of going digital which put a lot of comic book shops in danger and to be honest if you if you this is where you add the violin music in the edit by the way um if you started like leaning towards like the evils of digital comics and favouring digital comics. Maybe even, you might even think to submit one as your comic book of the year, which would be, <laughs> you'd have to be a heartless monster to do that. Um, Marvel did Best of Both Worlds. They brought out the comics digitally for people to, some of them for people to carry on reading, and then published them and printed them. And then, yeah, were but very what, much, what else did Marvel do?
1: They announced that they were cancelling shitloads of titles, including some of your favourites, like Valkyrie. <laughs> And uh and then what do they do? They they completely did a Boris, didn't they? Speaking of Boris. <laughs> they completely did a Boris and did a complete u turn. And um, you know they were just all over the place, man. They don't, but they... we got I got I got my titles, I got everything,
0: they they have been consistent. I not most consistent. everything i b I've they are consistent. Marvel
1: and not consistent.
0: <laughs> Immortal Hulk, Daredevil, spider Man. Marvel mm. Spider-Man admittedly just fell out of shit the better bit but it's fine. Um yeah,
1: amazing Spider-Man's something. been all over the place man. But alas, with 75% of the vote Marvel wins. <laughs> <completely>. <laughs> yes! And uh, surprise surprise Chips Zdarsky votes for Marvel. Yes.
0: <laughs> of course he did because it's it's the one true. I mean, don't get me wrong, I feel that normally image I think if it had been a better year for comics, I might have leaned more towards Image. And, and Boom has also got me slightly interested because I think, is it Once and Future? Isn't that on Boom? Uh, I don't
1: know, actually. No, I'm not sure. I
0: want to read that. That's been that's been massively critically acclaimed, Once and Future. It's sold out instantly because it's, uh, I can't remember who's writing it, but it's a big writer. And obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did The Last Ronin this year. Um, yeah, that was Ronan, huge. That was huge. Yeah, yeah. And I, I keep, I want to do Ninja Turtles because Free Comic Book Day made me realize shit. I really like the Ninja Turtles. That's another so one that's I...
1: really been expanded on. I mean, I know it was originally, um, you know, a sequential art comic book, uh, but they've really expanded on that now in the comics. The whole Ninja Turtles thing. Mm. Um. Right. Let's move on to. A big one. Comic book character of the out. year. Okay, so, Abby went for Madam Satan. Admittedly, she was great in that one shot. Um, Lee Christian went for uh, Dario Aga, and the runner-up as Zen Nu Are these characters from Immortal Hulk, yeah?
0: Immortal Hulk, yeah. Okay.
1: Field Mouse went for So Sojourner... Mullin or Joe Mullin. From uh, she's the new Green Lantern. I must admit oh, right, that okay. completely passed me by. Um, yeah, this is really weird. You've not
0: mentioned Green Lantern once during yeah, all. Yeah,
1: I've not. I've and... not really read it. Grant Morrison was writing the main title, which I didn't like. Um, and yeah, I've not really read any Green Lantern this year at all. Um, but yeah, we have picked. Well, I've picked Joker and you have picked Constantine which honestly I'm genuinely shocked it wasn't Daredevil again I was expecting, that, <laughs> I was expecting well I've got Daredevil. very good reason for this Okay, tell, me why, tell me why Constantine won your heart this year
0: I think Const- Constantine should be the character of 2020 because he's done so much and people do not realise you've got the DC animated universe if you want to call it that closed it's doors this year Am I am I right? It did, yeah. Yeah. And the whole center point of that film was Constantine, yeah. And he's so important towards it. You've also got one of the biggest books that you can of of the books, the Tom Taylor books, uh, deceased uh, dead planet,
1: yeah. Again, centerpiece again.
0: Constantine is a centerpiece point of it. Um, did he also did he get his own run again this year? Yeah, like classic run. Tom Taylor. I, I mean, I feel like wherever I've looked, he's been, he's been there, and no one's been paying attention to how prevalent he has been. And I think also, didn't the CW do the the crossover this year? And
1: yeah, my old, it? my old Welsh buddy Matt Ryan, he popped up again, didn't
0: he? Yeah, I mean it. He's been. This has been the closest to... The reason I wanted to put Constantine here is I don't think I'm ever going to get a chance to put, uh, to yeah. put him again. And I just That's felt fair. it was only it's fair that yeah. he he gets that shout, at least.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm totally with you there. That is a very good reasoning as to why you picked him. But I picked the big gun. I picked Joker. Now, I think I picked Batman last year. So, so I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going with Joker this year. And I'll tell you why. I've got very good reason. Um, he's been everywhere. In 2020, he's, he's, there was three Jokers. There was li- there's literally so many Jokers this year. <laughs> we had three Jokers. He, he was tearing up shit in Joker War, in the main Batman run. Uh, so many Joker spin-offs, acclaimed stuff like Killer Smile, uh, Joker Harley, Criminal Sanity. He was also really great, really funny in Injustice Year Zero. You know, he's been everywhere, and it's all great content and he's proving himself to be a compelling character, and he just still holds so much relevance, and it's just exciting. You know, people can't get enough. Did he Did he need it, though?
0: Like, my, 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 my one counterpoint to you... Like, we're not arguing, but I would say <laughs> over Give me a counterpoint. I'm all for them. Counterpoint would be... Did he... he he's only everywhere because DC overuse and really kneel uh, high all on the Batman lore. There's rumour ha- we, we all have the rumours that DC might close down as a publication and just be called the World of Batman or something like that And because they're cancelling so many of the non-Batman titles that it's it's insane but it, I feel like the reason you're seeing a lot of him, I'm I'm not saying it's not good by the way but it's just because DCR shitting the bed with everything else at the moment. They've got nothing else to do. And really praising this as, as like as well as it, as good as it is, as good as it all the content is of Joker, the more Joker you get, the less you're getting of other quality characters and the more they're going to be forgotten and not used. And Constantine is a fantastic example of that.
1: Mm. Well, I think if Graham were here he'd have something... Something I to say to you about counterpoints towards Constantine. Because that's a character he dislikes.
0: Oh, only because Constantine's nailing uh, Satania or whatever she's called. <laughs> Satana. And he's just like. Satana. <laughs> and he's just jealous as fuck. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Graham, somewhere. Somewhere in Wales. Or near, near Wales. Wrexham. Graham's head has just exploded. <laughs> listening <laughs> to you talk then. So. <laughs> With 63% of the vote, Joker is the best comic book character of 2020. Uh, So yeah, uh, Chris Walker voted for Joker. John, lost in these stories, voted for Joker. Abby, Field Mouse. Um, For Constantine, Crow voted for Constantine. And uh, this fella called Chip Zdarsky. Of course he did!
0: Yes! yes yes because i'm right this is what i mean this is what i mean the greatest minds think alike
1: and on that note um actually before we wrap things up oh we've got to do most looking forward to haven't we as well well it's a, it's um, a nice
0: way to round up and there's no one there's no winner on this we just say what we're yeah. looking forward to you put the nice for, music over for, for,
1: actually we go back reverse for a second rewind Honourable mentions for characters of the year. Um, mm. For me, uh, some new characters that I've previously mentioned, co-created by Jorge Jimenez and James Tinney fourth In the Batman book, you've got Clown Hunter and Punchline. Really impressed with those characters. I think they're going to stick around for a while. Ghost Hunter, not so much. The jury's still out on him. Uh, but, yeah, those other two both really impressed me in Joker War. So... What are you most looking forward to in 2021, JP? <laughs> I almost uh, said that with a straight face.
0: <laughs> Honourable, By the way, Honourable mentions uh, yeah, go on. Daredevil.
1: No, I'm right, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah just uh, <laughs> Never heard of I him. Think, no, yeah. just, uh, just listen out for him. I hear big, big things coming this year. Mm. Um, I'm most looking forward to, of all the things that we've talked about, you wouldn't think, but Tom Taylor, you would think this would be good. I've never heard alive, of him either. Is he a yeah.
1: newcomer? Is he a newcomer?
0: Well, yeah. yeah, he is. He's crawling out of the dark ages as oh, a, that random did there. Mm, the the little peek that we got at what's to come.
1: Yeah, it was a it was it a free comic book day issue.
0: Yeah, and it was a, it was at the back of a free comic book day issue. I... yeah, cannot wait. Cannot yeah. wait to see Man, what that Man, That was actually
1: solicited for December this year, so I don't know what happened there.
0: Oh, well, in that case, I want to make it my comic book of the year,
1: because it's <laughs> not been published out. yet.
0: Didn't well, well your Spider-Man cover hasn't no, come out yet.
1: It's not so. even solicited. Honestly, I, I looked up Dark Ages, and there's no schedule for it at all, so I don't know what's going on with it. But I'm with you right there. We have the same answer here. Well, I didn't put Dark Ages, but I just put anything Tom Taylor does. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you just just... Put,
0: I just want Tom Taylor to
1: just run at me from behind and just <laughs> enter me hole. <laughs> anything Tom Taylor does. <laughs> I'm open to anything. So, um, Field Mouse says Marvel's Alien and Predator books. He's looking forward to them. They should be fun. Oh, that's
0: a good answer. I, mm. I do hold, hold hopes for the Alien book. I do actually.
1: And Abby says, Saga, where's Saga at? Come on, <laughs> Brian. Well, I, you know I mean, you're busy recording the intro to this show every time, but, you know, you've had, like, I mean, a, nation, a a worldwide pandemic. Surely you've not been that busy. Do
0: you know what he's been busy doing? What? Well, it got finalised, and it's been given... Uh, it's not been given a date, but we've got a channel uh, and a year... We are going to ha- finally, twenty years in the making, have why the
1: last man? Oh shit! Yeah, hey, that's a good book.
0: Really, that good. Is uh, have you read that is why. I've well, I've got the first tra- big trade of it. Um,
1: oh yeah, it's a, is it going to be a TV show? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh
0: sick! But that's that's why Brian's been busy. I oh, think that's why okay. he, he's had okay. to call Saga for a while. But yeah, I think Abby you get a pass, is, Brian. Abby is clutching her straws there. I don't know. I have not seen anything about Saga coming back in 2021. Just let her know she might be highly disappointed and have another reason to cry
1: at night when she's next to you. Okay, well, I think that about wraps us up for this episode and this absolute bastard of a year. So, fuck <laughs> this 2020. Um, <laughs> but thank you for joining me, Jub. No worries, mate. Boss time as usual. And um, don't forget to follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast. The Chris's has two S's. You can also follow my personal account at Chris J Wakefield on Instagram. Don't forget to like, rate, and review on Apple. If you write a quick review, it makes massive differences. And send me a message at uh, chrisscomicspodcast at gmail.com. If you've got anything to plug you up.
0: Yeah, Chip, Chip Sadask in particular. Go on talknerdy.uk and just look around, mate. Just have a look. See anything you like, it's yours. You can have it. If you, if you want to input anything, you may do. If you want to get in touch, just do it. I
1: love you, Chip. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. Over and out. I hope I didn't come across too needy.